What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It is episode number 175. Holy cow. Uh, this, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the SoHost, Seth Ott. Christmas time comes once a year. Wow. Very festive. Very <laughs> festive. Uh, speaking of things that only come once a year. Oh. Jared Buckendall. Jared, what's up, man? <laughs> That's right. We're all going to be knee-deep in white stuff real oh, soon. Oh, no. Ooh, holy cow. Jeez. Oh, that's nasty. Wow. Uh, there's the forecast from uh, Weatherman JB. Yep. It's going to be a he's, foot of the white stuff. Jared's no longer on TikTok. He's on Dick Doc. Dick Doc, oh, yeah. Wow. Dick Doc is uh, definitely a different site. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. Oh man, uh, I'm excited. It is it is uh, a holiday week. Uh, this episode is going to be releasing on Christmas Eve, uh, so happy holidays to everyone. Hope your uh, time is merry and bright. Um, we're not going to do a lot of Christmas stuff. We did that last week on the live show, uh, which, by the way, you can still check out on YouTube at Jared Buckendall and um, the anchor. I haven't posted the audio yet. I never did that, so um, that is that will be up there by the time this episode comes out. So if you haven't heard the audio from last week's show. Make sure you go check that one out. Uh, we had a lot of fun, as we always do with our live audience. But, but um, this our next live show, we just finalized this date, is going to be on January 21st. Yeah, January 21st. It's another Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. So mark your calendars for the next live show, and, and we'll be excited to see you on the next one. Seth, what were you saying? And say this does post on Christmas Eve, so just want to say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll, we'll say Happy New Year next next week. Um, happy Hanukkah, uh, happy Kwanzaa. I don't know when that is. Um, all, all the holidays. Um, but I do have to say to a special to all our young listeners, um, Santa isn't real. And if you, <laughs> if you, if you hold on to pretending that Santa isn't real, you'll get a lot of extra presents. So just, just like. Mm. Just like pretend you don't understand English yet, uh, Mike V's son, and then you'll you'll have Santa presents forever. So, okay, you, I, you brought this up, and um, obviously, I just found out now that apparently <laughs> this uh, Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> I'm curious, when did you have we had this conversation about mm -hmm. when when you found out? No, not on the podcast. My I love my story because it makes me seem like a smart kid. I yeah. um, I remember being, it was two different events that happened. Um, and then they, they combined to make me have this realization. But I'm maybe like eight or nine. I'm not very old. And um, I remembered discovering in the back of our Jeep, like in the cargo area, <laughs> seeing like some, some uh, very random seeming stuff back there and not understanding why we had like a globe and like a couple other things in the in the back of the jeep and the globe specifically sticks out and i was like oh what's that and it was but it was way too far before christmas for me to make the connection but then uh, a few weeks later in our kitchen i found a little sheet of paper and it had items listed on it and it was like star wars thing um uh, arts and crafts, like a few, like a list of a few items that, again, did not seem to me to mean anything. And then when Christmas came along that year, Santa Claus got me a globe and the stuff that had been on that list. 
And I was like, oh, they're fucking Santa Claus. I didn't even go, I didn't even do the, the middle one where they're like, well, mom and dad buy the gifts, but Santa does still come and eat the cookies. Like some mm-hmm. parents try to get away with that for a while. Um, I immediately, I knew, um, but I didn't want to, I didn't, I, when you have a younger sibling, you can't, you can't blow the cover. So I had to play along for a few years, even, I think even before I told my parents, I knew what was up, um, to, uh, to maintain the illusion for my younger brother. But I had, I had to do a little sleuthing, but that's how I found out. Hmm. Um, I mean, I mean for myself, I, I, I honestly probably would have believed it until I graduated high school (laughs) if, um, if, if my mom uh, didn't tell us um, some backstory. My brother is a year and a half older than me, two grades, um, and then my sister is three years younger than me. Um, apparently, uh, the morning we were going to school, Jill, my sister, was not in the vehicle. Judge Jill, yet. play the sounder. Yep, Judge Jill, hit it. Oh yeah, where is where is that one here? Anyways, Jill, Judge Jill, was taking a little bit too long with her morning deliberations and whatnot. So we were in the uh, vehicle, and um, my mom just turns around from the driver's seat and is like, Hey, uh, by the way, guys, um, Santa's not real. (laughs) What? And I still remember this to this day vividly of that whole day of school was a haze i it was like i murdered like hey i just killed someone and here's the gun and all the proof like i she should have he was a year and a half older than me wait a year and a half until i'm to that age no you're getting lumped into with him i i just didn't know what was real anymore i think that honestly tracking it back that's probably where all of my trauma childhood trauma came from that you, day you remember it as a haze because you were crying the entire day and probably. your eyes were just so full of like gunk and tears yeah <laughs> so then we had to or i had to i guess pretend for years that uh because you know we had to keep the illusion up for uh judge judge jill <laughs> man that's that's, that's a tough awesome. thing to do. That's a tough thing to do. And I was a bitchy little kid, so I would I would go like, "Mom, what's Santa gonna get us this year?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have know. a. Distinct... But Seth, you were an only. Did they yeah. let it go for longer because you were an only? No, I don't have a distinct memory of fine. I think I just probably found out at school, and I was like, whatever, because I was a wrestling fan. And I already knew wrestling wasn't real, so my world was fucking shattered mm. to begin with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't believe anything that anyone told me. Um, but so I don't really have a distinct memory. The only like traumatizing memory of Christmas I have was the year that I thought I was sneakily opening all of my presents and seeing what they were and then retaping them. Um, that didn't work at all. Like I, I remember like opening and and honestly, it was like the best year of gifts I ever had. From what I remember, like it, I had so many gifts that year. Um, but I ruined it early in that morning, or, or actually that pr- weeks prior. They found out earlier, like I think that night before, when they were moving stuff around for quote unquote Santa. Um, they uh, they 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 found out then. So the next morning, they confronted me and were like. Did you open your presents early? And they weren't even pissed. They were just like, did you open your presents early? And I had a meltdown. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, like, ran into my room, slammed the door, bawled. I, I had a, a, a bunk bed 
I don't, you probably remember this, Cody. It was a bunk bed up top. Is the the room downstairs? Is a bunk bunk bed up top, and then a futon on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And the futon was folded up, and I remember this vividly. I ran into my room, slammed the door, and leapt over behind the futon, <laughs> and like just was like crying in a in a in a heap behind that thing. There is a picture that still exists to this day. I think my mom has it in a uh, photo album of me behind the the futon with my like my arms, uh, like my head in my arms, and I had just like lifted my head up because I think my mom wanted to take a picture of it or my dad, probably more likely my dad, of me yeah. just like <laughs> boogers and I, like <laughs> just like my face is red and I just look like I. I look like someone told me saying it was wasn't real. Like it was, it was the it, it looked like the worst day of my life to that point. It probably was. It, it. I I remember that vividly. I was probably eight, and I remember that very vividly. <laughs> but do I do know remember why that it was so big. Wait, were you just upset you had been caught, or did yeah. they like take everything away or anything? No, they weren't even mad. Like they weren't mad. They like thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I, I was caught and I felt terrible because like, I think that was more, more of what it was. I just felt terrible because like they, you know, they enjoyed giving me gifts and seeing me happy. And I had spoiled in my mind, I had spoiled the surprise, but I remember mm-hmm. I opened the one thing up and it was WWF Smackdown two <laughs> on PlayStation and, uh, like a Harry Potter set and a wrestling action figure set and, Oh man, that's a good yeah. uh good grab bag right there. Oh, there's a way more that year too. Like they they had really outdid it that year, and I partially ruined it. But they had way more gifts that made up for it. So nice, man. Only child is a Christmas. Uh, being an only child at Christmas was the dopest thing. I could see that. I could see that because I always kind of hated having to share. Because we had Kyle gifts, Cody gifts, and then joint gifts, and the joint gifts were always the best. But you had to share them, mm-hmm. so. That wasn't quite as much fun. I didn't like that. What, what's an example of like a joint gift you guys had to share? Was it playing Drew Carey together? <laughs> <laughs> when we got the Drew Carey box set, that was that was a joint gift. That was to Cody and Kyle. Um, Kyle got a good example. Kyle got Drew and Cody got Mimi. Yeah, action figures. Like you guys don't have to pretend anymore with the Red Ranger and Batman. Like you can you, you can really play Drew Carey. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys who Mimi was? I've told you about this. Yeah, guy. yeah, from uh, Spawn. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the bad guy from Spawn, John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> if you look, if you look up a picture of Mimi from from Drew Carey, it, it's there's a reason we went with that. Okay, that was a good casting on our part. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow, man, Oof. holiday traumas. Holiday traumas. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, we got some fun, uh, some fun stuff we're gonna get into on the show today. Also, it's this show is gonna feel different. Um, we've we've been talking amongst ourselves for a little bit of time now about some changes and things that we'd like to kind of play around with on the show. Um, so you'll hear us do things a little bit differently this time. We're gonna play around with the structure, some new segments. You might hear some names changed, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna start playing with some things uh, over this next few weeks, especially. And who knows what'll stick and what won't. 
Um, but we wanted to let you guys know that every, this we're going to have an experimental few episodes while we try some new stuff. Um, that way you didn't all of a sudden just go, what the fuck did I miss? Because the SoCo show has new stuff. Um, so I wanted to make everyone aware of that, and, and we'll get into more of the, the stuff that's changing as the show goes on. But this, uh, this episode is going to feel a little bit different than it typically does. So if you typically skip ahead to a different part, um, don't do that. Uh, just listen through. And uh, you'll kind of hear the different segments and things. One of the things that we're excited to get into is an interview segment. We pre-taped an interview uh, with friend of the show, Mike Hass from Mike Media Inc. So you're going to hear that later on in the show. Um, And we've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about too, but uh, that's kind of going to be one of the main things today. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, We've got a bunch of other stuff to talk to before we even get, even before Chic Tweets, we have a lot of stuff to cover. Um, I think... One of the coolest, maybe the coolest thing that we have to cover. Uh, I feel like every other week, Jared, we're celebrating a milestone for you. And you hit another one this week. This was 10,000 subscribers <laughs> over on TikTok, which is obscene. You've blown past your YouTube numbers, right? Now quit, Jared. It's doubled almost. It's obscene. In, in now like you're no longer allowed. Sixth, it, it, and it's been, what, six, eight weeks now? And you've hit your 10K? Is that, tell me this, does it feel like a big deal to you to hit 10K because it happened so quickly? Like, what's, how how did you feel when you saw that number? Okay, um, I'm going to be honest, just completely honest with everyone right now. Um, I feel, you know, you know, I feel like this is a safe place. Um, I am flabbergasted by that number because <laughs> when I woke up this morning, <clears throat> Um, it's always interesting to open up the app because like it takes a quick second and then it pops up your notifications. And when I woke up this morning, it said 350 new people followed you while you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. so I was like, Oh shoot a pickle, man. I'm going to get maybe 10,000 today. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, by the time we get done recording this, it's probably going to be at 11,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, Holy shit. and I think it's insane. I went live. Seth jumped in live. I was, you know, thanking people. I was kind of explaining, like, what I do, you know, via YouTube. And also, I just, you know, like making content and, and stuff. But the reception for these these videos that I've been doing, um, where I'm kind of putting some, you know, a little bit of my personality, a little bit of puns, but then also just kind of movie details, um, I think is insane. I didn't know that it was going to hit off the way it is, along with some other funny comedy skits in there. Um but I am terrified that this is a random hiccup where <laughs> tomorrow it's just going to stop. Um, <laughs> I hope that's not the case, <laughs> but I am very cautiously optimistic right now because I'm mm-hmm. just like, I've never, again, I am new to this app. I know that a lot of people have been on it for a while, but what I am seeing happening is the word I love, bonkers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. We were it playing is... we were playing games last night, and uh, like just the hour we played games, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, I have 140 new followers. <laughs> yeah. And we were like di- discussing like when, like you're very close to 10,000. You, you, you know, we, at that point, you were like 8,000 last night, I think. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. <laughs> is, in one, like it, that's the thing that's scaring me is it's snowballing to an insane level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like less than 24 hours later, you are at 10,000 because we were like, oh, probably definitely by the weekend. Like I, I could definitely see it this weekend. <laughs> less than 24 hours later, you're at 10,000 followers. Man, I just went back. I, I forgot. I think you it seems like you um, 
or maybe this is just, maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. But I, for whatever reason in my head, I'm thinking that you haven't been at this for very long. But I do remember now earlier in the year, you put out some TikToks like in the early parts of quarantine, like in May, um, the uh, the Phil Collins one uh, <laughs> in the air tonight. That one actually came out in May. I, I forgot you had been doing some of that stuff in early summer, but you've really been hitting it hard these last couple yeah. months with the the movie details um and what's what's the other series um Um, edited for tv movies um yes but a funny thing is i posted one i think yesterday and it got taken down right like right when we were recording this i noticed that i had gotten like a notification Mm -hmm. and it was taken down because of nudity and sexual like content and i'm like it's a movie where it's a quote from a movie like there's there's nothing so yeah. hopefully that one pops back up otherwise i'll have to do some editing and bring that one back um well that's like their fucking catch-all because you're you know apparently you can't even bang place <laughs> bang video yeah. game consoles nowadays well and that's the, the thing is cody like you're saying um i i did jump on it earlier this year but i just didn't understand it at mm-hmm. that time like I mm-hmm. dip my toes in. I'm like, I don't get this app. Like, this isn't for me. And I literally walked away for three months. And then I came back and I'm like, okay, let's try this out. Let's maybe do some recon, like learn the ins and outs of this. And um, maybe a, two months ago or whenever the PlayStation came out, hell, that was like one month ago um, when my PlayStation oh, video yeah. popped off. And then it was taken down because of, you know, that whole sexual, you know, Because you're fucking a disc drive. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> That one, when it got five or half a million views in 22 hours, I was like, oh, I think I might understand how this app works now. Mm-hmm. Um, but with these movie details, again, I'm I'm extremely grateful. I pray to God that it keeps snowballing uh, more and more and more. But uh, once that first one kind of, you know, got a, way more views than normally, I was like, oh, all of these essentially YouTube ideas that are half ideas, I can use those as videos on TikTok rather than mm-hmm. a 10-minute produced video. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're one of those guys that's like, it just seems like creative stuff just like leaks out of you <laughs> on a consistent oh. basis. And I know, that's a, why I'm, a, we're knee-deep in white stuff right now. Man. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's and my my shoes are you, ruined. You, you give the guy one, one day a year to jizz, and this is what happens. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> but to have to have an outlet for even those things like like you just said for those things that maybe don't warrant a longer form youtube video uh you can get that out of you get it up and Mm -hmm. get credit for it by getting your views and your your subscriber count goes up and you're getting likes and all that stuff that's got to be pretty nice right just the the random and by looking at your tiktok it is very fucking random like i don't know how this (laughs) stuff is popping into your head (laughs) to, to have an outlet for all of those things and and maybe maybe you've had a list of these ideas for a while i don't know but that's got to be that's got to be maybe the nicest thing is like now you've got this second home for this other stuff that didn't fit in the first place mm-hmm. yeah and abs- absolutely what you're just saying and i think that maybe I-, I would love to sit down and get like pick your brain about how you write comedy because i just random things pop into my mind and i'll write it down and then literally four years from now i'll use that <laughs> um i have yeah. notes in my phone from 2012 maybe um, they haven't paid off yet, but I know one day they will pay off. Um, that's why TikTok is such a, again, it's, I, I mean, my channel or profile, I guess, is kind of movies. But also, if I want to go do a random, like, comedy sketch, I can. 
mm-hmm. on YouTube, I felt like I could never do that because people are like, well, I'm going to your channel for movie content. I'm not yeah. going for – it's kind of what we talked about in uh, the Mike uh, – uh, uh, interview as well, where mm-hmm. it was kind of, you know, spread this wide net, kind of find your, uh, not niches, but, you know, different places you can post certain things. Because, heck, even uh, earlier this year with Twitch, where I was like, I felt like I couldn't do video games on YouTube. I had to go to Twitch to do that. But mm-hmm. now I think I'm slowly realizing, who cares? Just do everything where you have the biggest uh, base, maybe? Um mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, Basically, it's just a giant snowball, and I don't know when it's stopping, and it's <laughs> freaking me out, but I also am really, really happy and grateful. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. I mean, and I think kind of some, some stuff we talked about in, like, you know, in general with this, uh, and just, you know, analyzing the craziness of, of how fast it's gone up is, like, uh, I think it's all kind of a cycle where, like, people jumped on YouTube back in the day, like your Bo Burnham's and... Um, even we were talking about like the movie movie reviewers, like um, the Schmoes and um, Jeremy Johns and those type of people. Like they jumped mm-hmm. on very early on and found a formula that worked for them. But prior to that, they had seen like had just watched people on like TV review movies or uh, on TV do comedy, and so they're able to translate that into YouTube and tailor it to the audience on YouTube. You've done you've put in your reps on YouTube, like that's where you started, and now you're able to take those reps that you've done on YouTube and apply them to this new platform that doesn't really have a landscape yet. Like, when YouTube started, there wasn't a landscape. We fucking spent hours watching dumb videos about people ordering Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's, it, it, it never it didn't have a, 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 any sort of really al- algorithm or, like, any sort of idea what, what to do on it. Now, YouTube has such a, like, a set set of rules and things like that where certain things will get seen and certain things won't. TikTok doesn't really have that yet. I mean, it does where like you only see the videos that you look for, mm-hmm. but in terms of how those videos get to people, that hasn't really been figured out yet. And so that's what you've been able to do is take what your what what your expertise is on YouTube, crunch it up into little bite-sized pieces and put it out to everyone and that's the shit people like. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you you you're 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 exploring this new landscape by because you're already an expert in part of it. So I think that's why the success is coming. Yeah, one one good thing you mentioned right there, Seth, is um, YouTube, it used to be, I think, like this, where it, it was, we're going to push these videos out to everyone, but mm-hmm. if you don't like it, then it's going to get scaled back a little bit. Again, this, this TikTok business, I, I think, is still new. I mean, it's been around for a handful of years um, after kind of a name change and whatnot, where it was strictly music, and now it's essentially yeah. the replacement for Vine. Um, from what I've gathered, everyone, it's, it's like playing the lottery. Everyone has a fair chance, but you have to be good at what you do where it Mm -hmm. shoots it out. Every video, my understanding is shot out to the same amount of people, but depending on how those people react, it either continues or it stops. So if someone likes it, comments, shares it, it moves to another group of people and then mm-hmm. another group and another group. So that's the thing is if you're making quality content, which I'm using skills I've taught myself over the last three and a half, four years of just editing and timing and background music, that's not something – and I'm not you know hurt, uh, downplaying any of these other creators on the platform, but they just don't either know how to do that or even want to do that. 
And mm-hmm. that extra little piece of quality, essentially, is honestly what's skyrocketing some of these. Like, one that I posted a couple days ago, it already has 120,000 views. <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> that's yeah. so crazy to see. Man, that's... I mean, because that, that's got to feel very satisfying on a scale, right? Like, this silly little joke you made, 100,000 people saw it. Like, that's got to be pretty nice. I think the... I know you're a humble guy and and you're probably surprised by the speed at which this has grown for you. I know that two-thirds of the podcast is not. Um, <laughs> Seth and I are in, we are in no way surprised that that uh, that things are going well for you on there because it does seem to be almost tailor-made for your type of comedy and uh, you know you always do a good job of what you put out. So uh, I'm not surprised at all, but it is very exciting to see uh, hit, you hit the 10K mark. And I'm, I'm so excited to see what... Maybe we'll have to do a JB subscriber watch every week. And every week. I mean, the, that's the thing is if it's continuing doing what it's doing, next week I'll have 20K. Dude, yeah. I, people should just, like, take a second to, to, for one, follow Jared, but then go to the bottom of his videos, like, all the way to the bottom, and just scroll up because that's what I'm doing right now. My purpose of this was to see, like, what the views look like. But it is fucking chaos when you scroll through it. (laughs) It is. Like, some have double digits, if not maybe single digits, of playtime. And then it will jump up to, like, 100,000, then back down to 1,000. Like, the app doesn't make sense. Well, I'm just saying, looking at what you're posting is fucking chaos. It's so crazy random looking. Like, it's it's hilarious. Like, I mean, it starts off, obviously, with, like... The fucking you slapping your penis on your, on your leg. <laughs> and then there's you in a fucking mullet wig. There's Cat in the Hat. There's you with fucking your rapist glasses on. There's CSI Miami. There's like, what? Like, it's just so crazy random. And it's hilarious. And that's why people love it. I, uh, th- we, this is, this has been the, the old guys talk about TikTok segment of the podcast oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and people out there are probably like, yeah, you fucking idiots. This is how TikTok works. Maybe. But, uh, Seth and I are especially new to it. Uh, and so this is all very fascinating to us. We, I feel like we found a fun new toy and it's yeah. fun to watch Jared kind of explore it and find some success over there. Jared's killing it on TikTok. Well, I just bought a, a half gallon water jug so I could drink more water. So <laughs> where are we at in our lives? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Everyone's making improvements. 1% better every day. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, yes. Uh, Don't forget, link uh, in the description box. Find JBuck Studios on TikTok. I don't think we already have this link, so I'll make sure and get this in the description box. Um, JBuck Studios on TikTok. Go over there and follow. Like all those videos. And, um, yeah, support JB. So keep doing that. Uh, We're going to roll on here, and uh, we're going to open the show. We, We have been lately... We've been um, start. I shouldn't even say opening the show anymore. We're like twenty minutes into it, but yeah. Uh, at near the beginning of our shows recently, we have been doing audience questions. Um, first of all, we need to put out a we need to put out a all points bulletin for more audience questions. So we need more folks to head over to uh, Twitter to at Soco Show Pod and tweet some audience questions at Seth. Right now, the well is dry. So we have um, we're going to introduce kind of a, a new segment here uh that's relatively simple just a little way to kind of kick off the show and get get everyone's blood pumping a little bit um and seth we're calling i'll let you say what we're calling this <laughs> why, why don't you want to say it uh, because I, I i like it i like the way you say it it turns me okay on. um the the new segment um setting up here 
uh, I found a, a website called randomlist.com that will literally just take random topics or questions or subjects, click a button, pulls up a bu- uh, pulls up the uh, uh, determine that you can determine how many you want. Um, so I'm going to go with three for now. And maybe we'll expand it, but um, three topics for just for us just to discuss. Um, completely random. For example, one of one of the random ones that we pulled earlier: giraffes, cards, and cactus would be those. So it's just three words, and we'll, we're going to discuss them. And it's called titillating topics. <laughs> I'm so glad you did it that way because now I don't need to make a sounder. I'm just. <laughs> I did have one. Uh, the one I thought of was um, in Bo Burnham's What Special, um, the left brain, right brain thing. Um, mm-hmm. There's a where she's he's talking about like how lovely a woman is, and then he just goes tits. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna set three. We're gonna set three uh, potential topics here. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the uh, the randomizer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just creating sounders for me yeah. all day. So wow. I'm Michael Winslow really from Police Academy. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, for those who uh, are under the age of, you know, like 30, um, Police Academy is a movie from the 80s. Uh, for those who are under the age of 30, the 80s was a decade that happened when you were just <laughs> semen. So um, <laughs> um, the topics are Red Cross, stadiums, and vegetables. Which which would you guys like to choose? I you know what it's we were talking earlier about how not in shape I personally am, mm-hmm. um, and so vegetables is really speaking to me right now because this is something that I'm lacking right now in my diet, which consists most like most of the vegetation I get is lettuce on burgers I order. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a salad. <laughs> yeah, it, I hate it. Meat uh, salad. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't dislike vegetables in general, uh, but my favorite vegetable is the potato, and I like it fried. Uh, mm. And I don't even know if that's... I know it's not healthy, but I'm, I'm not even certain, certain that that's where it goes in the food guide pyramid. But I know that you guys are both uh, a little more conscious of how you eat than I am. Can you guys recommend to me, like, how do you take your vegetables? Like, is there a go-to... Is there a go-to fried. Way to get those mixed in? Up the butt. No. <laughs> Um, I eat a lot of chips and guac and chips and salsa, full of vegetables, mm-hmm. uh, full mm. of salt also, um, but <laughs> full of vegetables. So that's how I'd recommend to do it. It's the tastiest way to do it. Um, guacamole is, I mean, objectively the best dip out there. Um, and some salsa, might say it's a superfood. It's a superfood. Yeah. Avocado. Come that on. Been said. Yeah. Um, and then salsa is great too. Um, you gotta have the the problem though is store bought. You can get really good store bought fresh salsa, but store bought fresh guac is it, like the good stuff is really hard to find. It's really um, tough. And you gotta eat it like that day or mm-hmm. it's gone. No, yeah. but as I, I don't, did you talk about it on the show, Jared? The 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 incident. Yeah, we did the incident with the 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 jalapenos um, my eyeballs yeah <laughs> oh it's uh-huh. so funny i have an eye appointment coming up next week and i she's gonna ask me hey how have things been i'm gonna be like i have a story for you <laughs> <laughs> you just pull up the podcast yeah <laughs> there you um, go be another see if you can make her into an anchor wanker then we'll be all set wanker. okay boom, boom perfect um but no that that fresh guac though like it's not that hard to make i mean i'm not i'm not like a I mean, my nickname is Chef, but that, I'm not a chef by any means. <laughs> and 
I I can make a pretty damn good guac uh, out of just like seven or eight ingredients. Super easy to do. Just don't, just keep it light on the jalapenos and you know if you, if you're wearing contacts, I would say just skip that entirely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're saying oh, guac yeah. so- is your your main source of veg veggies right now? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I do also take these little. Um, tablets that dissolves in water. That's like a serving of vegetables and fruits. Whoa, um, that really? Also, mm-hmm, they're really good. Um, tastes like fruit punch. You can get all different kinds of flavors called Amazing Grass. Plug, uh, if you want to be a sponsor, Amazing Grass. Uh, I think Mark Wahlberg already sells you in the in the high V aisle. But, hey, I think, uh, Mark- I, think I got you a cup full of uh, fruits and vegetables. It's going to put um, you through college. <laughs> <laughs> But I prefer I, uh, the fruit punch with the energy. I already have plenty of amazing grass. I need vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a different state, different uh, definition of the yeah. amazing grass right there. Yeah. Um, Cody, I think you're giving me too much credit. I uh, I am a trash monster when it comes to food. I do try to be somewhat healthy. But the thing is, like lately, vegetables have only been on my pizza um otherwise a main source of vegetables i like i think it was just back in the day like college the way it was i'd i'd always like ramen you know ramen cook ramen but then i usually throw like a meat or vegetables in it and kind of make like you know a stir fry like a hoo-ha type mm. thing um but the thing is with doing that you're putting a bunch of like some um, not salt but like sauces yeah. that have a lot of sodium mm-hmm. so like you know the the fried onions and peppers and maybe mm-hmm. mushrooms in there they're not really doing much for me <laughs> i do remember when uh cody and i were first living together we both tried to like eat super healthy like chicken mm-hmm. and vegetables and stuff and it lasted for a little while and then like i'm pretty sure the power went out and we both ate an entire thing of ice cream and then that just that just <laughs> You had that to save the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Man. There's a really good Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where the power goes out and uh, Hitchcock and Scully <laughs> have like, this really intense episode where they're trying to eat all the food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just rewatched that one again with Gina lately, and that is fucking funny. That's a good episode. Oh, man. I don't remember what our other two random topics were. I may have chosen the, the least exciting one with vegetables. I was just genuinely curious think, about what you guys were eating. <laughs> I think I got, I think we got some good stuff out of it. So I, I, I think go. I think that'll that'll do it for titillating topics. Wow. I'm titillated. I don't know about Jared. You titillated? I don't know. I just felt like lightning bolt struck the tip of my penis right there. <laughs> That's Man. what it feels like. You're titillated. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, when when he only gets to jizz on t- January 23rd, I mean, like anything will will get him off on that day. Yeah, I got, I got my uh, fishing waders on right now. <laughs> oh, God. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to put my hazmat suit on. Holy shit. The uh, titillating topics we have done in lieu of our audience questions. Again, don't forget, uh, at Soho Show Pod for audience questions. Otherwise, you're going to get more of these titillating topics. I don't think it really is good. We're, we're into the show. We're warmed up. I hope you're warmed up. We got, uh, we're going to get into the Mike Hass interview before too long here. Uh, we're going to share some stuff we watched this week with you. Uh, lots, lots left to talk about on this show. Uh, but, Seth, before we do anything more, we need you to pull a sheet tweet for us. I call you a punk. We got two Iron Sheik tweets because they're timely. It's about Christmas. So I had a couple Iron Sheik Christmas tweets. Uh, the first one, he says, Fuck the cookies and milk. If you want Iron Sheik to come to your chimney, leave out ice-cold beer and the Cool Ranch Doritos, bubba. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you, you rather imagine? have the best, whatever your favorite cookie is, I don't care, and, and, a, and a tall, ice-cold glass of milk, or would you rather have a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and, like, a 12-pack a of whatever beer you like? Which would you choose between the two? If I could drink the beer and eat the Doritos with Iron Cheek, then I'd choose that. But otherwise, I'm going with the, the milk and cookies. Yeah. I, I, I'm probably leaning milk and cookies, too. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning toward. I mean, it's funny because I'm sure if you would ask like young Jared, be like, "Yeah, give me beer, blah blah blah." But uh, a warm cookie, a nice warm cookie, right out of the oven. Oh, God. Oof. <laughs> the things I would do for a warm cookie right now. Chick Fil A, they got yeah. some delicious warm cookies. Wait, yeah, Chick Fil A has cookies. You, you did you not know that? I'm gonna be honest. I don't know half their menu anymore. Like I know that someone Dude. said that they have mac and cheese now, and then now they have oh. cookies. Honestly, yeah. the only there's They've four menu items you need to be aware of at Chick-fil-A. One, the classic chicken sandwich. Just number spicy one. Deluxe. You don't need now you can get spicy deluxe and all that added shit. You don't need it. Just fucking spicy deluxe, yes you do. Bread, chicken, pickles, <laughs> that classic Chick-fil-A sandwich. Then waffle fries. That's kind of a given. Okay, mm-hmm, so you need to be aware mm-hmm. of the waffle fries. Um, Chick-fil-A sauce with those. You also need to be. I'm, my mouth is watering. You, you need to be. <laughs> you, need, you need to be aware oh, of the. Give cookies. me that chicken. Oh. My, my per, my like my uh, I you can click to order your favorite order in the Chick Fil A app, and mine is classic chicken sandwich, uh, large waffle fries, and a cookie, um, with a sweet tea. Their sweet tea is delicious, but sweet the tea. mac and cheese is also worth mentioning. So oh, if yeah. you know those five, if you get sweet tea, a chicken sandwich, waffle fries, um, a cookie. And uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't know if I left off anything, but like that's yeah. the entire menu. You don't need anything besides those hands. You left. Things. No, yes, you do. You just said your favorite potato is fries, so I'm not going to take food advice from you. <laughs> or your, your favorite uh, vegetable is fries. Sorry. Um, well, name a better vegetable than fries. Uh, guacamole. <laughs> um, no, you're wrong. <laughs> um, two, other, two additional things. Um, I mean, spicy chicken deluxe is the best. But cookies and cream milkshake is to die for. Milkshakes. Oh my yeah. god, that that thing! I mean, I I I freeze it a little when I get it, and then let let it harden and devour it with a spoon. Um, the other thing, though, with the 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 cookie, I didn't know either um, until one day I was in the drive-through. And, uh, you know, I placed my order. And b- back then, it didn't have mac and cheese. So I was like, I'll get a spicy chicken deluxe, large fry, call it good. And she goes, and uh, milkshake. And she goes, hey, would you like a warm chocolate chip cookie? Ooh, she, she said, sold you at warm. Mm-hmm. And I said, fuck yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> and, and then they were like, sir, this is a Christian establishment. <laughs> and uh, so my life has changed uh now that i had doordash see the, the the best thing about doordash in the pandemic is that i don't have to be ashamed about what i order anymore and so <laughs> instead of one warm chocolate chip cookie i get a bag of six chocolate chip cookies and then i have them the whole weekend so i get my full order plus six cookies do you oh, okay i'm curious now with these cookies mm-hmm. i know you've mentioned cookie and air fryer is that how your heat mm-hmm. leaves back up Oh, yeah. Okay. Use that air fryer. And Ooh. I'll also have ice cream in my freezer for the weekend as well. And so I will take the, the, the warm chocolate chip cookie out, out of the air fryer, break it up, 
put it in a bowl, put some ice cream on top of it with some chocolate oh, sauce, some butterscotch sauce, some oh. caramel sauce, maybe a little whipped cream if I have it. Wait, vanilla it. sauce? No, butterscotch. Oh, I thought you caramel. said vanilla sauce. Vanilla ice cream. Okay. French vanilla ice cream. Um, well, you can't and... buy American? Wee 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 up in the vanilla. I as I am I I have not eaten dinner and I am getting borderline aroused at this point. <laughs> so I need to cut it off or there's going to be a mess. Uh, I have a nice pair of pants on. I don't want to wreck. Um, cuz before if you keep talking about french fries I'm going to be like That's the wrong button. I, I made the wrong That's not the joke I wanted to make, but it was this one. Please show me your dick. I, I think it's working. Yeah, anyway. it worked either way. Yeah, it was a swing and a miss. But um yeah, we gotta move on from food talk. We're also in chic tweets still. It's yeah, we got one more the podcast. You got another got chic one more tweet. chic tweet. All right, got one more Give it to us. Another another Christmas time chic tweet. He says, "I want to tell the kid who's uh, who's singing. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. That isn't really Santa. It's your dad, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not your jabroni dad, tell him he should maybe hire a lawyer, Bubba. <laughs> That's just good advice. Yeah. That's just good advice." You know what? Okay, uh, before we get out of the segment, I'm sorry to drag this out, but that song I saw, Mama City uh, uh, kissing Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I heard someone. I think I had a conversation with someone debating this. It's the dad dressed as Santa, right? No, it's the the cheating husband. The, well, the, see the that that's what some, that's what the other person said is that it's actually Santa Claus and the mom is cheating on the husband with Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know the lyrics. Um... I don't know the lyrics, so I don't know what the song suggests. But in my head, it's always been that Santa is her da- is the dad of the, the See, person. That's who's what I thought too. See, I think yeah. I mean there, there's that song. There's the baby. It's cold outside song. You know, it, I think that back in the day, people wanted to like sneakily be sneakily be creepy and 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 gross. And yeah. now pe- nowadays, people are just like show me them titties, show me them boobies in their songs. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter. Please show me your dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have some titties. I I think you're I think you're onto something. There is a there is a pattern of Christmas songs being very uh, predatorial. <laughs> yeah, uh, potentially, or at least very weirdly sexual. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe Christmas music is hornier than I realized. Back <laughs> <in the day. laughs> maybe but I made us so a far, sweet making love soundtrack. Um, or yeah, you guys uh, heard playlist? My bad. I don't know if you guys have heard Lil John's song with the Kool Aid Man about Christmas. I heard that this week, and uh, you know it's it's pretty funky, and it you know came out a couple years ago. It, it's you know it's not so it's pretty wholesome really you know he he just talks about how he wants all the Christmas presents on his list so and the Kool Aid Man's in it he says oh yeah a bunch it's pretty awesome you're that's real mm-hmm. are you doing a play, bit no play it <laughs> I, I, I don't legit... know what the fuck you're do you know what this is Jared no but I'm just thinking if the Kool Aid Man and Little John were in a song it'd just be yeah and oh yeah there's a lot yeah. of yeahs um, <laughs> oh here we go it's probably uh, the most it's All probably I the really most lifting Lil John has done in a song ever. Like it's the most lyrics he's ever had in a song, probably. Let's get a let's get a clip of this. Here we go. This is intro. I'm gonna see. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year again. Kool Aid Man, you ready for Christmas? Oh 
Oh shit! I'm on this, baby. Man, this is fucking fire. I have never heard this, but this is just, I'm going to listen to this. Actually, sounds like fucking hot to me. I yes. like this. Yes. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Are they playing this, like, on the radio? I heard it on the... I think it, they were just, like, the, the station I was listening to was just going through a bunch of random Christmas music. Uh, and the person the person who introed it was like, this is a very weird song, but I love it. So here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking dig it. That is cool. I like it. Lil John. that's all I really there's, want for Christmas. Go check that one out. Holy cow. There is a little... Like, there's a verse where it's just the Kool-Aid man saying, oh, yeah, in different ways. So... <laughs> no way. <laughs> We, you guys are gonna want. We'll link to this in the description box. You guys are gonna want to go check this one out. Uh, Lil John and the Kool Aid Man uh, bringing us the Christmas. A I brand guess the, new Christmas I guess the East Side classic. Boys were busy. Yeah, the East Side Boys they they went east to be with their family for the holidays. So it was just uh, it was just Lil John and the. I guess he's from Atlanta, right? So he's already in the East. Anyway, don't matter. Um, is this chic tweets? <laughs> yeah. That's the title oh, of the episode. Man. Wow. Sheik Tweets bringing us the festivity, uh, courtesy of at the underscore Iron Sheik. I call you a punk. Alrighty, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! There we go. Mathis Designs, that's our friend Steph. Go find her at mathisdesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. You're also going to want a piece of Mike's wood. Go over to <laughs> etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your woodworked. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike, indeed. You're going to want to use Soco Show Pod. That's the promo code, Soco Show Pod. You're getting 10% off your order. Go check that out and get 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 some wood for the one you love, right? It's uh, it, it's if it's gonna be a horny Christmas, if you're listening to Baby It's Cold Outside and I've been kissing Santa Claus or whatever that other or little John, Mama's kissing Santa, yeah, and little John. If you're listening to all those horny Christmas songs, you're gonna want to get your <laughs> uh, get your partner some wood from Mike. Uh, <laughs> Soco Show Positive promo code there. Um, shout out to NPA. Uh, he's the guy that puts together our intro and outro. Uh, you met Nolan on episodes last month. He joined us for a few. And uh, NPA is also a recording artist on Spotify. So you can link in the description box to his page. Check out the brand new song. Not brand new song, but the uh, the, the, the the hit song. Top song right now. The hit song right now. That's why I sleep till noon. Sleep till noon is out there now. So hit up Spotify. Uh, follow NPA. Make sure you check that song out. And you're going to get the first drops of all new NPA music. Uh, Nolan also partners with our very own Jared Buckendall on Room 56 Studios. If you've got an idea, a creative idea for a video, uh, something musical, hit the guys up at room56studios.com. They'll help you put it together and make it look like you know what you're doing. If you need graphic design, uh, video editing, audio editing, anything to make your idea uh, available to folks, head up Room 56 Studios and they'll help you get it done. What? (laughs) Waka waka. 
Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka waka. One more sponsor left. Let's go do a quick ad about our folks over at Anchor. This this has to be the latest that we've ever put sponsors in the show. <laughs> it's pretty deep. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Uh, don't forget about Anchor being the place where not only uh, we uh, we release our podcasts and, and have it shot out to everywhere else in the podcast space, uh, but also where folks can communicate it with us via voicemail. Um, so if you want to hear your own voice on the SoCo show, leave us a voicemail on the Anchor page and we just may play it on an upcoming show. Ask us a question. Have us, uh, you know, Tell us your hot take. Uh, whatever it is, uh, hit us up in the voicemails. Also on Anchor, this is where you can go to become an anchor wanker. That's what Wanka. we call our contributors. Uh, contribute a regular monthly amount to help us keep the show going and keep improving it every month. Uh, really appreciate our current list of anchor wankers. Shout out to all of Wanka. you for making the show possible. Uh, if you're not a wanker, we appreciate you listening Wanka. anyway. Uh, help us out by sharing these episodes out with folks. Help us grow the party a little bit. Uh, when we do get to 25 wankers, we've been issued a challenge from NPA. We are going to get a uh, uh, an exclusive premiere of an NPA track is going to drop right here on the SoCo show as long as we hit 25 anchor wankers. So help us wanker. And we're going to have some hot new tracks to drop uh, right here on the podcast. So lots of great stuff over there at Anchor. Uh, shout out to all of our sponsors and our anchor wankers uh, for helping the show. I really appreciate all y'all. For now, though, we're going to jump into um, something we... It's been a long time since we've done something like this, um, but we actually pre-recorded an interview. So Mike Hass, um, you're going to hear me introduce him again in a second, but friend of the show, um, runner of the YouTube channel, Mike Media Inc. Uh, you've seen his... Uh, you've heard us answer his Twitter questions. You've heard his voicemail, uh, and you've seen some of his uh, graphical handiwork. I think I repeat this exact intro. <laughs> um, in a second when we get into the interview. But uh, let's go over to our interview with Mike Hass, and we're going to hear about his short film that he recently put out on YouTube, and then we'll come on back and we'll have more SoCo Show for you. Here you go. All right, here we are. We've got uh, Jay Buck is in the house. We got the so host and the co-host here, and we are joined today by Mike Hass of Mike Media Inc. He's a friend of the show. You've heard his voice on the show. You've seen his, his Photoshop handiwork. Uh, he's one of our anchor wankers uh, and Wanka. just generally a butt of the show. Also has had uh, each of us on uh, over on his channel at Mike Media Inc. for some interviews recently. So we're glad to have him finally making his first appearance here on the SoCo Show. Mike, how's it going this afternoon? It's been going good. Like I, I've I've done all of you like individually on my channel, but now I'm here, all of us. We got we got a foursome going on. Okay. Yeah, good old gangbang, gangbang of interviewers. Yeah. Yes, Not a so lot of people great. can handle us all at once, and almost nobody wants to try. So we mm -mm. appreciate that uh, that you were willing to, to come on with us. We're excited to excited to talk a little bit about uh, some of the well, one one recent project, um, but then also just kind of what you're doing over on YouTube in general. Yes. Um, but before we do, it is it is holiday week. Uh, you know, we're getting into uh, this this episode is going to drop on Christmas Eve. Uh, what are you gonna? What's your your COVID holiday looking like, Mike? What are you gonna? You got any plans with family? You hanging out at home? What are you getting up to on Friday? Uh, staycation, but my the way my work sets up, I get paid Friday. Like I get the paycheck Friday, like digitally. So like that's that's gonna be my favorite present. To <laughs> be honest. Nice. And I just noticed every every year I want less and less each Christmas. But no, nah, I I kind of have I kind of actually like have money to buy shit for my family because like. Every when I was young, I just tell my parents like, "Can you buy this?" and I'll say it was from me. 
when really it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, now I have money around, like, Amazon. Like, I bought, like, nicotine gum from my brother. So, I felt good about that. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a heck of a gift. That I can tell you, um, you will quickly get sick of the ability to buy other people presents. <laughs> that is, uh, I remember be, I was like really stoked. I was like, yeah, I got a job. I can I can get uh, presents for people. And then after like two years, I was like, oh, actually, fuck that. I, I hate getting gifts for other people. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know myself, it was, my Christmas bill this year was as high as it's been in a while. And uh, that's, it'll be good when people open stuff, but it hurts the old wallet around Christmas time too. So yeah. Uh, don't Makes get too excited. I'll warn you about that one. <laughs> Makes that wallet skinny. And, like, I'm probably not going to buy any presents for, like, my friends. Because my friend Drew will be like, like, I'll buy, I, I guarantee if I buy something for my friend Drew, he'll be like, fuck you, Mike. Now I got to get you something. Or something yep. like that. And, and yeah. I've done that to him before. And he'd be like, please don't buy me anything for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, and I buy him something and he gets mad. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, my friends are all dicks, so I don't buy them anything. Mm-hmm. You should mail J Bucks on the dildos and a grinder subscription. <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing is, I've already gotten three of those this year, so I mean, come on, pile them on. Okay, so, as long as it has a suction cup at the end of it. Oh, that was, a, that was a really weird combination of things because we were talking about dildos before we got on. Um, with, <laughs> and then earlier today, um, Jared is doing a live stream because. Uh, you know, spoilers. This is being filmed before the the podcast. But Jared, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But Jared hit 10,000 uh, followers on TikTok, Ooh. and and so I went into oh, I watched his live stream he did for that. And when I backed out of it, I like TikTok is impossible to back out of. And yep. like I opened like two apps when I was backing out of it. And so I texted him that, and he <laughs> and he's like, you somehow downloaded Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> so now Seth has a date on Saturday. I have a date on Saturday. We talked about Grinder and dildos, and now Mike brought it all together. A date, a date on wow. Saturday in a public restroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop. It's gonna be glorious. His, no, <laughs> his name no, is Tony Maloney. Intended. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is. That's high quality SoCo entertainment is what that is right there. Um, <laughs> Mike, we, so for, for folks out there who may not be familiar with you yet, um, I, I, I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put together this little like intro of Mike and I'm hesitant because you do so much stuff that I'm not sure exactly how to describe you. I know that you've done, you do a lot of reaction videos, you're into music, movies, TV, um, and and we're going to talk about a short film that you've recently come out with. How how does it? You're, you're, you're you've done a lot of things. How do you describe like your YouTube channel to folks when they ask you what you do? I just I'm the whole like the many things like I like the whole Renaissance man type shit. But like I like I like review music. People pay me to review their music, but sometimes I review big guys, and I react to short films. I do film reviews. That's what it originally started as, but I decided like. Not a lot of films are being released this year. A lot of music's being released this year, so I'm gonna check mm -hmm. out some music as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I and I do this in the form of either podcasts, reaction videos, uh, video essays about things, tier list. I, I did a Mad Max tier list the other day. That was a lot of fun. But then I did a um, I've done Drake tier lists of like his albums, and I love music and movies, so I can't I combine that into some cool videos and stuff like that but i also have another channel and a collective of creators where we create a lot of music films and um 
beats and stuff like that and i love interviewing people as well i love to do research on people to interview them so that's what i try and do well on my channel as well yeah renaissance man i think is a fair uh a fair statement because you're just it's it and you're you're putting stuff out kind of constantly it seems like almost daily you're getting videos up um and so you're certainly staying busy with all of this stuff do you like the variety or is there like is there stuff that you prefer to be doing if there's if if you could be exclusively any one of those several things would you be or do you like do you prefer to have the variety and you hope that that's what you always get to do well i just feel like the more what do they say the whole like more the more fucking fish net things you cast out the more fish you get so like i'm doing a bunch mm -hmm. of different things so hopefully it attacks many different types of, of viewers and then maybe don't want to check out my other stuff so i find a lot of pride in having versatility but occasionally it's like sometimes i could be focusing on one thing so i'm kind of sacrificing being a master of one thing as opposed to a good thing at a bunch of random things so and that's mainly because i'm very in the moment i'm very just like i'm just gonna do this and maybe it works maybe it doesn't i don't mm -hmm. know like and i'm kind of, i'm not trying to undermine myself i'm just saying that i'd like to be versatile but i could see where I'm not really focused on one thing and that's just my personality type it was I'm never focused on one thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no Mike that actually makes a lot of sense because Seth and I we were talking the other night uh, just about you know uh, some people you know that they're all in on movies and that's their thing but I I kind of am like you you're saying that you're spreading out a wide net where it's like I like movies I like uh, interviewing people I like music all of that stuff and you like video games, bro. Yeah, video games. You do a lot too. of video game oriented content. And I just feel like people got to like stop removing limitations on themselves because then they're automatically placed into some type of box. When mm -hmm. someone adds mm -hmm. a limitation to themselves, they're put into a box. And and then when you're put into a box, it's like it's like you're it's like if someone sees that box, they're like, "I can't get into that box. I don't want to be near that box and I don't want to be in it." You know what I'm saying? Are, are we still talking about a box or like an ex-girlfriend or something? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking about like. I'm talking about like a sort of forbidden club aspect, sort of that. Theme, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like someone mm. would see a channel with only one thing, and they'll be like, "All right, I, I can't connect with that. I don't want to go in there." So like, and you got so many like people that have a lot of different things going on. Like me and Jared were talking about the whole reaction channel thing or like mm -hmm. channels that only do reaction videos they're gonna get blocked removed or they aren't gonna have that much fans because they're only gonna be doing one form of content but if mm -hmm. a reaction channel also does some other shit like they also do like video essays they also do vlogs they also do podcasts then they're gonna have many different types of content and many different things that people can connect with so they're gonna be in they're in it for the long run is what I'm mm -hmm. saying well Mike I think you're bringing up a great thing where um, again may maybe I'm I'm misguided by this like when YouTube first kind of became a thing it was like everyone's doing a bunch of random stuff on your channel and you kind of go for them then it got into a weird realm where it's like you only do one thing and you try to do that the best you can and now I think that like your channel like my channel like several others I've seen it's like I just want to do a little bit of everything where I want to see what works for me. You know, like if you're going to do a uh, essentially a reaction video every single day, you're going to get so tired of that. That like you're saying, you like to live in the moment and kind of spread out and do a bunch of different things. Yeah, because like I was watching this documentary. Um, it was called like Full Force or something. And it's about this um, 
YouTuber who like this really fat YouTuber guy, and all he does, <laughs> he, he does. No, but the, the reason he's fat is because he's very childlike, and he does videos with him, and he plays like with Star Wars lightsabers with his friends, and he makes these sort of like lightsaber fights with his friends, and films them and stuff. But at the end of the documentary, the guy who was made the documentary kind of made it to like make fun of him, but at the end of it, he was like, "No, this guy just couldn't live with himself if he didn't make these." videos mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like that's what people got to consider like if you're gonna make someone fun of someone that makes all these videos or, or podcasts or content they couldn't live with themselves if they didn't make it they want to sleep mm-hmm. well you know what i'm saying so like that's just how i look at things is i want to live i want to sleep well i want to live well with myself if i didn't make these stupid videos you know what i mean so i get that i get that for sure I think there's a, there's a middle ground between like, I want to be putting stuff out cause I like creating stuff, but then there's the risk of burnout, right? When you do as many videos as often, uh, especially if you're just doing one thing, then, one, then one eventually thing. it becomes like, oh, like I, if I'm only a music channel, oh, I gotta listen to another album today. I don't really feel mm-hmm. like it. Like that stuff starts to happen. But if you're doing a lot of different things, that variety kind of keeps it fresh. And we've had to do that on the SoCo show. We've had to make changes along the way um, to keep ourselves interested in our own work. And so you're not dreading, people, you don't want to dread things. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Otherwise, then it's it's too, then it's another job. You know, we've got jobs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, we, we don't want another one. Um, and so keeping it fresh for yourself, I think is just as important as keeping it fresh for the audience, even though, you know, they're there to benefit also. Yeah, dude, I don't want to dread things. Dreading is what I, I fear, dreading something. Like, if someone tells me like they want me to interview them and they show me their music and I listen to their music and I don't like it I'm not going to interview them because I don't like their Mm. music Mm -hmm. like I'm not I'm going to tell them I'm going to be like I really don't like the music I don't like the way you mixed it doesn't sound right to me I hope you find someone else to interview you I'm going to be on like I'm going to be honest with people I'm not a people I'm not I'm I'm not a people pleaser I'm a I'm a real I'm a that's that's just the consequences (laughs) of being a woman pleaser that's just no i'm not, <laughs> i'm just on that real shit like what i do is yeah. just the consequence of being on that real shit i'm gonna be honest so like mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna do something that i dread like if, if i were to interview that person that just came up to me and i didn't like their music i would dread that interview because i'm gonna have to act like i like their music you know or, <laughs> yeah. or mm-hmm. content or anybody that i interview that i'd anybody that wants me to interview them that i don't really mess with you know mm-hmm. yeah i like that i think that is a rarity the three of us are all from the midwest and i think that people pleasing mentality is something that we are all uh to varying degrees subject to um and i think it's a lot regional you're an east coast guy um i my my impression of of east coast folks is that they are more real more straight to the point um less people pleasery uh, is that regional for you? Is it just how you're raised? Is it just your personality? Do, is that unique in your group? Or is it? am I right that that's, that's pretty regional, that East Coast people are that way? Real about things. Well, yeah. like, I got to check out some Midwestern places and see what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe everybody sucks my dick well. there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. if it's, I've never heard that, though. That's cool, though. But I mean, but I am, but I, I would have to say a lot of people around me are assertive about what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not ang, not not aggressive, assertive. Mm-hmm. There's a huge yeah. differentiation between assertive and aggressive. But I feel like that is learned, being assertive, mm-hmm. like respectfully demanding. 
if that and makes sense. Mike, the only thing that Midwest and Midwesterners are sucking on is chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze. So. What is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to try one of them, but then again, I don't want to try I want to try it, but I don't want to try one of them. You know what I mean? It's going to not sit well in my stomach. Dude, <laughs> probably. Chili dog is a high recommend. You're going to want to try a chili dog when you get your hands on one. Yeah, dude. You got to come over here and grab some uh, Philly cheesesteaks or something. Mm. But don't go to like Pat's or Geno's. Like, don't, don't, don't Google. What's the best place to get a cheesesteak? Ask someone. Like, go up to someone and be like, "Yo, what's the best place to get a cheesesteak?" Wait, you're telling me that the Food Channel lied to me? Mm. (laughs) Guy Fieri? Yeah, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri don't know shit. Flavor (laughs) Town. Flavor Town. If I mean, the only thing he knows uh, about is where to live, and that's Flavor (laughs) Town. Hell yeah, man. Flavor Town's a good spot. I I like a good Philly. I'm I'm probably. I probably don't know shit about Phillies, Philly cheesesteaks. I've always enjoyed them, um, but I've never been out that way to get a really authentic one. But I feel like the one I want is like falling apart. It's going to make a total mess out of my fucking hands and face and clothes. And it's on a paper plate. Like that's, I want like (laughs) back back alley. No one's ever heard of this fucking place. One item on the menu. Just some back alley meats. That's what I want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Back, Back alley meats is a great name for a punk band. Yeah. <laughs> Back or a me. gay bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. There you go. I say the only Philly cheesesteak yeah. Cody's had is from Subway, so I, I don't know if he can. Uh, I don't know if he can uh, can really judge a, a Philly cheese at this point. I've had enough to know Subway's is is fine. <laughs> I, it's it wouldn't be my choice, but it is fine. Um, Mike's gonna but, reach uh, through, the, that- through the computer and hit you in the face. For a second. <laughs> Man. Uh, Mike, we we've got uh, we've got the new short film that you've recently put out. We wanted to ask you about this is uh, 2020. You mentioned before uh, that you were part of this creative collective, Mad Snake, uh, Mad Snake Creative Collective over there on YouTube. Uh, yes. We'll link to this in the description so folks can go check it out. And uh, you've put out 2020, a short film by Mike Ass, is uh, is out on that channel. Uh, we've all given it a look uh, today, and I've got some questions for you. But again, I, I'm hesitant to set it up for you. Um, because I, I want to, I, I don't know what you're trying to say with the movie. So set the movie up for us, tell the folks what it's about. Uh, and then we've got some questions for you about it. Um, so I've been trying to get, this is a nonfiction short film, obviously it's called 2020. Um, it's real. I was like listening to the, the end by the doors and I was like, damn, it's a good ass song. It was in uh, apocalypse now. Great movie. I was like. I want to see like a compilation of like events to this, and I was thinking, well, what events have been happening lately? And I was like, oh shit, yes, twenty twenty is a lot of <laughs> fucked up shit. And um, <laughs> this is just kind of like I, I, I made this, and I like after I got done making this, I had this sigh of relief. I was like, mm. shit, all right, just it's done. Cathartic. Get yes. I was like, get the fuck out, get out of me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but you know what I mean. It's like. Yeah. It's just a string of events, and I was just proud of the way I timed stuff in it. it obviously, mm-hmm. it starts off with the um, alas, the not alas, Australian burning. Some shit burned in Australia, and I just looked up footage of that. Like, I probably downloaded a hundred pieces of footage of this, and I just pieced together the um, footage with this whole thing is set to the the end. Is song by the Doors, a psychedelic rock song with a really slow build up. And it started off with um, a sort of footage of, like, the killer bees swarming in America and shit. And 
um then it it was like um Australian fires and, and, and uh, Kobe dying and Pop Smoke dying, all these people, celebrities dying um, and stuff like that. And then it showed and then I showed a um, screen recording of like and this sounds really cheap as fuck, but whatever is a screen recording of like me scrolling down of um, a feed of like things in March. I literally looked up uh, COVID-19 March. And I screen recorded and cropped a section of me scrolling through headline, like just thumbnails of news reports of COVID in March. Like everybody locks down. It was a, and then I put it together a picture of like Bill Nye explaining how to, a little video of Bill Nye explaining the mask. And I was like, well, who would people want to look at explain the mask? <laughs> it's Bill Nye. I'm going to put that there because people are going to connect with that. And then all of that, all, and then um, this beautiful youtube channel mr h reviews i disagree with their channel they're very political film channel and that shit annoys me but he did make a really cool short film um about like the empty streets of like london about where yet because london it hit harder than the u.s because they're really boxed in city and like very Mm. populated to the fucking max so i just kind of showed the you know the, I just kind of pieced together a bit of that short film footage and was like shit this is what it looked like in the empty streets and stuff like that of that place and um, I really just wanted to get the feel out of isolation and then after that I sort of pieced together um, hospital footage and then we get June this horrible but realizational month in the terms of um, tensions between groups of people in the United States over um, killings of innocent men and then I just showed that footage because it happened and then I showed um, footage of um, protests and stuff like that and then as the music ramps up you see this fat white guy in a protest with a bow and arrow shooting at random people as the music ramps up he's shooting Mm -hmm. the bow and arrow at people and the music ramps up and then 30 people trample on top of this guy like a zombie Mm -hmm. and stuff like like zombie movie like world war z i was thinking of that when they climb up the fucking wall you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that type of shit And, and i was like okay now i want and i just the footage the clips get shorter and shorter as the music gets faster and there's a reason with that and stuff like that and then it sort of ends off with um october and november covid cases rising and then the last footage is someone getting a vaccine testing and then done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was one of the things that stuck out to me was this doesn't feel strictly like a recap to me in 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 the way i've seen other like 2020 recaps um and i think one of the things i've seen commonly is like look at how bad this stuff is and then a large ramp with like a a finishing uh, flourish of like optimism, and you went really subtle with that at the end. Were you? Was that your way of saying, you know, uh, there is a little bit of optimism here, but I don't want to overdo it? Were Were you just strictly trying to stay in what has happened without looking forward too much, or how did the ending? Because that stuck out to me as something where a lot of the way through I was expecting at the end for you to be like, but here's where we go from here and how positive things are. Were, did you set out to avoid maybe that message of um, uh, optimism or dampen it a little bit and be more realistic? 
everybody thinks that as soon as fucking January 1st happens, there's going to be, everybody's <laughs> going to like run into your house and like give you this massive, the best blowjob you've ever had. It's <laughs> going to <laughs> do not shit on my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, like everybody thinks like it's going to be like, oh, we're 2021 vision. Everything's going to be great next year. No, like not until I can now have brunch with my friends once again. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, like you know, if you want to, like, if you have a, this fantasy of, like, fisting someone, that's going to be the most sacred, <laughs> never happening, ever, barely. It's not going to be, like, there's no massive organizations, there's no skating rinks where, like, you can't, there's no, it's not like it's just going to flip back to normal. So, like, I tried to, no, yeah, I do not, like, that whole optimism thing because it's not realistic i would like to i would like to be optimistic but as soon as we get mass-produced needles we'll be fine let's just all take Mm -hmm. the mass-produced needles i thought that was an interesting choice because like it doesn't it doesn't feel like we're out of the woods um and you didn't lie to us and tell us you know we're coming out of the woods i thought that was a good choice i liked that we are lost yeah in the woods yeah we were lost in the woods that's a good fucking uh, comparison or and now uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's also an excellent words. Taylor Swift song. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike, I'm quite. I, I got a question now for you about the uh, the doc and whatnot. So you had kind of mentioned that uh, you had heard that song and then that song kind of inspired this, this uh, short film and whatnot. Like, did you have this song in mind previously, or was it a thing where you're just kind of hanging out? Boom, you're connecting with things, kind of recapping 2020, and then you're like, I gotta make this thing. Oh, that song's been a large point of my life, been been very effective in parts of my life. I remember in freshman, um, I was like, I got in trouble because I went through the lost and found, and I got, I saw this shirt that I didn't, that I didn't like, and I just ripped the shirt, and somebody filmed it, and I was like, whoa, cool, I ripped this guy's shirt, and then I got in trouble because, because, like, this kid that I ripped his shirt, and I didn't know who the kid was when I ripped the shirt, his, um, parents, um, died, or something like that. So then I was like, fuck. And I gave him money to buy the shirt back. And then, like, I heard this song, and then I heard the song, and I thought of this, like, kid. Like, what is, is he going to, like, kill? Like, what if he gets adopted? Is he going to want to kill his fucking adopted parents because he's fucked up? Because, like, he's had a horrible fucking life. So, like, this, 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 th- whenever I hear this song, I just think fucked up shit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Well, well the thing is. Uh, the thi- yeah, and that's the thing is like you. I mean, you just explaining that obviously ties in well with the message that you were going for. And I think when I was watching it and listening to it, um, it was a thing where the the percussion in the background, everything is together, but it sounds very mixed up and con- basically conjobulated. And is that kind of a uh, uh, like another level of theme you were trying to go for of just like hey you know things are still kind of together but this year is complete bullshit yeah we're all discombobulated just like the song is it's very discombobulated and mm-hmm. even when it finds its rhythm it goes away from it because it doesn't really know what it is yep yep the song doesn't know what it is like really it, it, <laughs> it, it knows that it doesn't know what it is because the people who made it were fucked up on drugs <laughs> and they died most of them like it's this it was the late 60s early 70s you do you really think they were, had a very healthy lifestyle you know okay. and the rock star <laughs> like most rock stars of that era did not have a healthy lifestyle and that's why there's so few of them alive <laughs> i did uh, I, I noticed one thing that i i think uh it's a, a good i think i think it's, it's something good that you can you can hold on to and and uh 
you know, uh, feel ins- inspired by. But you and David Fincher both this year had Bill Nye in your movies. So Ooh. congrats Ooh. to you. <laughs> yeah, Bill Nye. Yeah, Bill, I'm on contact with Bill Nye all the time. <laughs> of, of course, me and him are best buddies. Um, but because uh, I mean, just in in terms of viewing this. Um, as you know because I've, I've you know watched your youtube videos and things like that but i've never seen anything that you know you've created like created like that you know like a, a film and i was really impressed even just right off the bat with the editing uh that you did like you mentioned you cut everything together off of just everything that had happened in in, in the year you took yeah. and downloaded and edited together perfectly with that song um it made me think about like music videos is that something you are interested in doing has that something you've done before with it, music videos is that something like if someone if an artist came to you yeah. would you there was three instances music where i've almost shot a music video one was with the uh, first ever rapper and producer i've ever interviewed which is metro jewel in in sogi i was gonna do an interview for their song john skinwalker or some shit it was a really cool trap metal song really intense i was gonna do it we found this graffiti location but his parents are nurses and it was right around march so what the fuck do you think that went? And then, um, <laughs> I was going to do a music video for this song called Play Me with, like, WSC Tony and Zaire, which is just lo- some local guys that go to high school and college near me. And um, it, it, we just we, we had a lot of issues with casting. And um, I really only want to do music videos for music that I fuck with, and all these songs I really like. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to do a music video for Zaire again, but it was with the artist Jace. Um but it, that just didn't fall together because Jace is really... I manage Jace because I'm, I'm his rap manager. I have a rap management company where I manage rappers. And, like... And I get a percentage of the shit. Anyways. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, fucking... He's he's going through a tough time, really, with his family and his... And money and stuff and his cars. But he, he's not in the rights they do. But he's as an artist, he's so good. And I really want to work with him. And I really want to be creative with him even though i'm his manager i'm very economic with the way i talk with him and i want to i really want to become more creative involved with the creative process of his music because i believe in his music but yes i would love to do music videos and i love editing it's so much fun yeah just from from seeing that it's like you could i can tell you definitely understand very well like where to accent certain things with with the the footage versus the music and i think that'll that'll play really well the more you um you know work on music and and videos and things like that i think yeah that that'll be something that'll really be a i think a a forte for you down the road so yeah i i Mm -hmm. I was really impressed with that it's really like timing timing is key it like like um every thursday you guys you know you 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 spew out beautiful content you know what i mean it's all timing timing is is really important with the way things are and like i've been doing the reason you guys have been saying seeing so much content from me is because um it's gotten easier for me to make content but also Mm -hmm. i'm doing a 25 Mm -hmm. days of video things up until christmas i've been doing daily videos boom and um i'm probably just gonna do daily videos for like the rest of my fucking life because it's so much fun (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like i'm gonna do that fucking i'm gonna take a break sometime soon but I'm in a high right now, you know. Not That's recreational fun, though, but creative. <laughs> <laughs> if you're having fun, it's not work. That that's when stuff is really cool and that's where you can put out really good shit. The 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 other question I had for you Mike is you spend uh the bulk of the time, you know, a lot's gone on in 20 I something that struck me is the focuses of the the film are obviously quarantine and social justice. And I think anyone who 
thinks back on 2020, those will be some of the things that stick out. Yeah. Um, but I also noticed in in one of your news clips, um, in the bottom, there was a uh, like a headline. I think it was about Naya Rivera's death, and. It, what that reminded me of was like, oh, yeah, we've been paying attention to a few of the things that have been happening, but there has been so much that has gone on. There have been a thousand news stories. Was there ever a time when you were like, I want to touch on all of them? And, and then you did you work your way toward quarantine and social justice? Or were those always going to be where your focus was? The first clips I acquired were clips centered around social justice and quarantine, but eventually I sort of recapped and wrote down notes about, like, um, stuff that I remembered that were very, like, certain people that died, certain, like, uh, terror. I actually put a clip of a terrorist bombing somewhere. Mm -hmm. It it was, I forget where it was, just a clip of some terrorist bombing in, like, a mall or something like that. And then, um... But yeah, I wanted to cover everything because like I just wanted I want sixty years from now I want people to be like, oh that's what it was like. And I'm not it was not this is not how it was like for me. Like this is not how this is not how it was like for me. This is me looking from the outside in. You know like right. You know my 2020 is different than anything that happens in this. I, the, the the only thing that I was really affected by was uh, quarantine, but like I really didn't make quarantine as an excuse to like not get a job. I've gotten two jobs <laughs> so far over quarantine, and nice. I've made a lot of money. Like, like, and I've obviously had way more content. Come twenty twenty year, if I'm gonna be honest, has been the best year of my life. <laughs> like, I'm gonna keep, keep it a, a you know, stack with you. I keep hearing. I hear. I've heard a few people say that, and I think for one thing, I think it's. I think it's ballsy. Um, right in a world where I think a lot of people are like, oh, 2020 is the worst. Like there are some, even in my life, I've had some really big successes this year too. Um, fucking do you, acted in a play, do you, Cody. At all, do you at all feel guilty when you say that? Like knowing that some people's 2020 was so tough or is it just, is it is it for you a sense of like, no, among all this, I was able to grind out some success and I have a right to be proud of that. Is there, do you feel any type of way about that when, when you're thinking about compared to other people, how uh, positive your year was? I feel like, I, I just feel like um, people that have been affected, I don't wish I was affected by this, but I feel sad for them. And I feel like I want to become at a point where I can get to a point in my life where I can be able to help these people that have either been affected by bad shit or maybe live a life where I'm never affected by any bad shit, but I know it's, I'm always gonna experience bad shit. Everybody experiences bad shit. But like, what I'm saying is like, um, I feel like if I told that to someone whose whole entire family died of COVID, they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> they'd have allergies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd have allergies. Do a whole bunch of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, this, I, I just feel like it really depends on the perspective. But from my perspective, I was just in my house a lot, grinding out some content and enjoying mm-hmm. myself and hanging out. I've gotten the most, I've gotten the most bitches this year. I've gotten the most money this year. I've gotten the most. <laughs> Look at this guy. This guy's on top of the fucking world, you know. And I've, eat, I've been eating chili dogs and getting bitches. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I know that like, for other people, it has been tragic as fuck. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like, it's been, like, so much tragedy, but, and yeah, just, like, I just wanted to, just 60 years from now, some people will look back at this and be like, oh, those are the current events this year, 
But then they'll ask me about it, and they'll be like, well, this is what it was like. And I'll be like, no, I had a lot of fun. Because I got to be on the <laughs> internet, and I got to interact with you three people as much as... And also other people that I've... I've gotten to know fucking NPA from you people. Like, that was mm-hmm. cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, okay, NPA, sure, I'm going to interview him. Why not? I like it. His music's pretty decent. Like, why not? You know? And I feel like he's really good with his whole social media thing and I respect his social media fucking interaction and shit like that I was like cool why not like I've been meet, meet people I'm getting to meet all these cool people and I never would have had the balls or guts to do that if I wasn't forced into my room and thinking what the fuck am I gonna do with my life what the fuck <laughs> yep. am I gonna do with my life yep. is my life just gonna be going to school and, 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 and doing all that like I respect school and I respect teachers they're cool people and they just wanna help but really what's more important is what we do with our free time Mm. Boom! I like that take. Mm -hmm. You had a very, you had a very similar rant to Eminem and Eight Mile. What am I gonna do? (laughs) What the fuck about me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! You guys reference Eight Mile so much, yeah. I've seen it probably two hundred times. So, (laughs) (laughs) ah, I've only seen the Scary Movie Three version. (laughs) Yeah, same here. (laughs) Bitch, ho. It's the whole. It, 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 you know what needs to happen is, um, Mike. You should go. You should go watch Eight Mile, and do a reaction. And then Seth should be forced to watch that because I was forced to watch these guys see Scream, or at least Jared see Scream for the first time after Scary Movie ruined it. And that is a pain that I don't think these guys have felt yet. So, <laughs> someone, one of you, someone needs to watch Eight Mile for the first time the thing and, about and laugh Mile. at how stupid it all seems after you've seen Scary Movie. And Seth needs to experience that because it's a very strange feeling. <laughs> the thing about Eight Mile, though, that like is also that I've seen Scary Movie three, but I also have a genuine dislike for Eminem's music. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. I I I mean, I don't listen to him anymore. I I don't He's listen to a whole lot of music, like, but back I mean, he he was he was the hot shit when we were growing mm-hmm. up. And so like that was what everyone listened to all the time was Eminem. And so mm-hmm. and then 8 Mile was I mean, I I fucking loved it. I had it memorized. So yeah, back then when I was a kid and it, you know, it, it meant more to me then than it definitely does now. I haven't watched Eight Mile in a decade, probably. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I I haven't listened to any of his new music since probably I don't know twenty, maybe 2015, 2014, something like that. I'm pretty sure at the time it was like whoa. It was like seeing. It was like um, what's a new thing? It was probably like very. It was probably huge for you mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like back then, it's just timing for me. As I said earlier, timing yep. is important. But, like, when I was, like, six, like, there was a couple boom in Eminem songs. But now, if you're, like, into Eminem's music, it's, like, a very tight-knit fan base that's very Mm -hmm. closed in and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty – he's pretty good lyricist, and I really liked a couple verses he's given this year. Like, Godzilla and the Friday Night Cypher verse was really interesting. But, like, I just couldn't imagine sitting down, listening to an entire Eminem project. I don't know. It's just not – I don't have that as a plan. But I do respect a lot of his verses. But I don't know. Maybe I'll react to it on my Patreon. Uh, yeah, sure. There you go. I just plug my Patreon <laughs> in there. Yeah, back in the day though, he was shocking. Like the shit he said, it was shocking back then. Like mm-hmm. they, it was Dude, stuff no one did else you was see allowed. The to interview. Say. <laughs> <laughs> the interview to the uh, the um, Kim Jong Un movie. He's bald. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest oh reveal out of that movie. Um, 
Yeah, where he was like talking about like he was trying to explain his lyrics about how he wanted to like kill old people, and then he also he's, he's gay in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing I remember about the interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, I'm I'm curious here with with your you know uh, you know fingers in a lot of different pies and whatnot, and then obviously that sounded really gross. My bad. <laughs> I mean, you said you got a lot of bitches, so Not I guess dreams. I just had to kind of compare that one back. Um, nice. Do you want to do a more extensive short film? Maybe another one just like this, mm. or maybe another one in a different kind of genre potentially, or yeah, or where do you see this going? Okay. What's next? What's next in terms of short film? I got. Uh, I'll tell you about it. And I might have already kind of sh- lingered my topic about this in like a Twitch stream that you guys are probably like tired and didn't remember. Let's be honest. Just I had this cool interaction where I got scammed and I lost a lot of money. So I decided to like write a fantasy of like how it would have, how I wish it would have went down. And that's like I tracked the guy down and I beat the shit out of him, get my money back, and I'm making it into a short film with my friend. And it's like a m- movie about like online scammers a short film about online scammers and about like getting back at this scammer guy because like cool fuck it like that sounds awesome like like what if like what if you know because realistically if someone scams you online you're never going to know who it is you know that Mm -hmm. that's but what if you figured out who that person was and just beat the shit out of them (laughs) and and, like that's what the movie is about is like getting back at that shit and it's also just a statement about how unreliable online currency is and how there's a lot of snakes on the fucking internet I like I my favorite scene I promise you will be the one where that guy gets jacked in the fucking face because <laughs> I hate that so much and the anonymity that the internet provides mm-hmm. is is anonymity. so frustrating sometimes. I like this. I like this as an idea. I think that's going to be a fun one. I'm excited to check it out. The latest uh from Mike Hass is, is 2020, a short film. We'll link to this. Uh it's on the Mad Snake Creative Collective YouTube channel. Um, but Mike, we want to give you a chance. Like we said, you got so much coming out all the time. Uh, what do you want to promote? What do you want folks to go out there and check out if they're maybe getting their introduction to Mike Hass uh, and the Mike Media Channel? Um, if you got three dollars, I got a Patreon, and I got three. I got three patrons right now. But nah. Anyways, um, that's like the least important thing I want to promote. Um, <laughs> this, like, no, I got a yeah, I got a YouTube channel, Mike Media Incorporated. That's where I have my sort of like just fun reaction videos, reviews. And also, if you're interested in ever checking out a channel that re- reacts to, like, short films or something cool like that, I don't know a lot of channels that do that, um, is, like, react to small short films. I've been starting to do that because it's, like, nobody's going to copyright strike you if you react to a short film. Like, it's, like, not a lot of people get promotions off of short films. So I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Um, and, like, react in, like, digital film festival. Oh, shit. Didn't Jay Bucket in the film festival or something? Yeah, he fucking did. Dude. That's he, awesome. He got into he got into buns dance with his all porn film fans. Uh, I dance. was I'm very excited. I am going to interview I believe uh, Brie uh, Brie Olson and um, I probably shouldn't incriminate myself. Never mind. That's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. 32 porn stars. Yeah, I could have gone. Just, just check out the Mike Media Inc channel, Mike Media Inc channel. Boom. All that, and then if you want to check out the short film, it's on the Mad Snake Creative Collective. That's two D's in Mad Snake, by the way. And also, if you want to hear some cool hip hop beats, we're releasing a beat tape uh, made by me and a other artists um, on the 30th of January. Um, I just hope anybody can either use these music for either, use these beats for either raps or just listen to them while they're working out or something like that. So yeah, nice. Boom. Very good. Mike Media is out there. Mike has. 
from Mike Media Inc. and the Mad Snake Creative Collective. Lots of great stuff coming down the pipe here, so make sure you get over there on the YouTubes. Follow that. Uh, Mike, we appreciate you being uh, a friend of the show, an anchor wanker, uh, and, yes. uh, and just a good dude. It's been fun getting to know you. We met this year. That's another, that's another positive thing out of 2020 yes. so uh it's been it's mm-hmm. been awesome to get to kind of see meet you and see what you're doing and excited to see what you do next and uh next time you've got something to uh to uh put out to the masses let us know we'll bring you back on to talk about it dude I'm, i mean i'm gonna leave in a minute but dude one day i will see a fucking stand-up show with you cody and then i'll do it see seth <laughs> in his movies being made on some studio <laughs> and I'll be seeing him yell at the actors and be like, why don't you, why don't you treat my fucking script with some respect? And, I'll see, and then I'll see, and then I'll see Jay Buck in the middle of some on, random on the park. Hub. Yeah, I'll see him on the hub, but I'll also see him on some random park, like doing some TikTok and scaring people. <laughs> that's, that's what I hope to Look see. This. The, are, you a, are you a genie? You were predicting our futures, man. Yes. All right, well, that is going to do it. The, the the SoCo Show interview of Mike Hass is in the books here. Mike, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot. Back to the guys for the rest of the SoCo Show. All right, well, back here with uh, the main SoCo Show, uh, continuing our episode 175. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Mike Hass. Uh, his information is in the description box. Make sure you go check that stuff out. Uh, go subscribe to those channels, like those videos, uh, and help the dude out. He's putting out a lot of stuff and a lot of good stuff, too, so... Um, go check out Mike and, uh, yeah. And if, if you enjoyed that interview, let us know in the comments or on Twitter at SoCo Show Pod or on Facebook at SoCo Show Pod. Also interviewing, uh, having an interview like this as part of the show is something we'd like to be doing more of. And so if you have, uh, something you'd like to come on the show and promote, if you are friends with someone who wants to come on the show and promote something, or if you just think you'd have a good interview with us, hit us up, uh, in the voice messages on Anchor. Uh, on Twitter at SoCo Show Pod, and uh, we can work out how to get you uh, potentially you or whoever it is you suggest um, help us hook up some interviews because we want to do a little bit more of these on the SoCo Show. But for now, uh, we're gonna keep things rolling, and we're gonna we're gonna change up a little bit the way we've been doing reviews here on the podcast. Typically, we've separated TV and movies into the TV corner and the movie review section, but we're gonna kind of combine those two together. Uh, and just more generally ask the question uh, to to myself and my 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 fellow uh, so and bro hosts here. What did you watch? What? 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 what did you watch? So nah. we've just got a couple things uh, a couple things to talk about this week, um, and they're both films that were released on streaming services over this last week. So a couple things that folks are going to be able to get their hands on immediately uh, if they like what they hear. And, and Seth, we're going to go to you first. Um, for a movie that is dropped on HBO Max this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, called Let Them All Talk. Um, Meryl Streep, of course, you know, she, the, the the queen actress of the world. Um, basically, this story is uh, she's a famous author who goes on a, um, a, a boat ride, essentially, from the uh, United States to England, where she has to do some sort of work for... Uh, a, she's an author who is working on basically this next big project and the the um, publishing company sends her across um, to England to work on that and she asks if she can bring along a couple of her friends turns out these friends are people who she haven't she, who she hasn't been in touch with in like 30 years and were like her best friends in college and it'd be like if if us uh, if if um, one of us uh, were to become super huge and successful and left the other two behind type of thing and so um 
If Jared keeps getting re- TikTok subscribers, this sounds like it's going to be bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just, hey, if you get us on a fucking boat trip across, you know, the, the world, then you know what? It's worth it. Boom. There um, we go. <laughs> but, uh, no, I would, I would miss our friendship, Jared. Don't don't leave us. Um, but, uh, so it's, it's kind of that type of story, like friends reconnecting, but there's obviously some sort of conflict between the three of them. Um, Lucas Hedges is also in this, who plays Meryl Streep's um, grandson plays a role in this too of, of kind of like the mediator and, and the person who kind of keeps track of everyone. Uh, it's like a comedy and drama um, mix. Um, I really f- was kind of surprised how much I did end up enjoying it though, because uh, of like the comedy between this group of friends and um, their, their, their chemistry they had. Um, I, I think this is something you guys might, might also like, um, you know, it's not like a, some sort of, you know, like, powerful performance but it, it's a little bit lighter of a of a movie than you might expect from Meryl Streep so it's on HBO Max um, I think you guys might might enjoy this one when I when I searched this um, one of the articles that came up I didn't click into it but it said um, it said Meryl Streep on improvising for the first time oh, and cool. apparently there were, they gave her opportunities to improvise in this that she hadn't previously gotten in a lot of, you know, the heavily scripted dramas she's typically a part of. Did you ever notice that? Um, was it ever clear to you that something was improvisational? Was there anything that came from Meryl that you were like, wow, that was good and may have been improv? Did, did that stick out to you? No. Or um, you may need to go check out that article. Yeah, I might have to. That That's pretty cool. Um, I didn't know that there was improv involved, but you can definitely tell. I mean, I guess thinking back on it, like it, it is, they have a lot of the, a recurring thing where they have like dinners and stuff together. And I could totally see that because there's a, like a lot of comedy involved there with with between the three of them and then Lucas Hedges as well. So I could totally see that where they where they came up with stuff on the spot and were joking around about it. Um, that's cool though. I'd, I might have to check that out. Uh, so this is Meryl Streep. Let them all talk is the name of the film. Available on HBO Max right now. So if you if if you're not an HBO Max subscriber yet, you're probably going to be soon. So you might as well mm-hmm. jump on that. Uh, you can check out Meryl whenever you do. So that's available now. Also out there right now for folks who are interested, uh, Netflix has a pretty big one uh, that we have all caught over this last couple of weeks uh, called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And this is, again, a Netflix production. This is a, a film version of an August Wilson stage play. And it's set in 1927, uh, and and we we focus on the the supporting band for a singer named Ma Rainey, who's played by Viola Davis. Um uh, the other major cast member here is Chadwick Boseman. This is the last film that he made before he passed away. Um, and so uh, it was something that we all gravitated toward really quickly when it dropped on Netflix. And Jared, I think you even got this a little bit ahead of time. Um, but uh, what jumps out to me in Ma Rainey is it's, it's another one of those movies, just like Fences that we saw a few years ago, which is also based on an August Williams play. I August Wilson, sorry. Um, I like seeing a stage play shot as film. I'm realizing Mm -hmm. that for myself. You can tell in Fences and in this that it's meant for the stage. Um, And I enjoy that. I I get why some people wouldn't, but I was really in favor of it. And and really where that stuck out to me was in the the heavy reliance on dialogue and monologue over action. Um, There's not a ton of like physicality to these guys' performances. Uh, It's a lot of conversations and things. Um, if anything, I think um, Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman, I guess there is some some uh, physicality with, with how they perform. Um, 
but ultimately, I think this is this is one of those movies that I really like. That's a lot of conversations and a lot of really interesting ones, um, kind of along the way. It felt like a little slice of life to me. I really enjoyed this. Um, it was an interesting watch, obviously with the context of Chadwick Boseman having passed away. Some of the things he says in this kind of stick out even more uh, if you know that. So this was an interesting one. I enjoyed it. I've recommended it to people. Um, and so I dug this one. I do need to go give it another watch because I, I started it too late at night and I started to kind of fade um, near the end. Not because it was bad, but just because I was tired. So I need to give it another watch, faded. but I enjoyed this a lot. What did you guys think? Yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to agree with a, a lot of what you're saying, Cody, is that um, we've gotten two, I think, stage plays this year, the boys in the band along with this one, where it it it's dialogue. If the dialogue mm-hmm. and chemistry amongst the characters works, it is such a great jump back and forth between scenes. Like, you're in the scene with these characters, and that's what I think I really enjoyed about this one, is with the band members going back and forth, with Chadwick Boseman kind of being the outlier of the band members, mm-hmm. him butting heads with Viola Davis's character, and the conflict that they kind of have, along with kind of the almost comedy relief of the two uh, kind of like studio heads, the white dudes, essentially, the, <laughs> the execs. Um, yeah, I thought a lot of this really worked, and the thing is, like, people, you're getting into this, it is essentially one location, but it's these people that are through their dialogue. It's sitting down and having a conversation, and you learning about these characters through their conversations, and I think that that is by far the standout for myself. Um, I did have a few kind of hiccups where I I was like, oh, I kind of wish that they would have explored, you know, a little bit more of maybe some of the band members, but, you know, it's a quick watch, 94 minutes, so it's like, boom, you're in Mm -hmm. and out. Yep. And I think because of the the quick quickness of the movie it's it's i thought this was more of chad mcboseman's movie than it was uh viola davis's um i think the most most of the movie focuses on chad mcboseman and then um the leader of the band um before he you know had come in uh played by coleman domingo um who's um was in fear the walking dead or is in fear the walking dead so i've seen him quite a bit i've always liked him he's always been my favorite part of that show um and he was in um i think he was in uh, if Beale Street could talk, who's that by? Um, who did that? Um, person who did Moonlight, Barry Jenkins. Barry mm-hmm. Jenkins, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he <clears throat> he was in that. Um, he's done a lot of like, like usually like once or twice a year he does a, a pretty like um, art type movie, you know. And I think this is this is one of those for him this year. But I think the majority of the movie is that is those two and they're they're back and forth. There's a couple scenes here I think easily will get. Um, Chadwick Boseman nominated. Um, I think Ooh, he yeah. just. I think uh, there, there's two monologues in particular that I think will get him nominated. And I, I, I was watching it. I'm like, I can see these already in the Oscar thing where they do the the nominees and then show that little scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. I mean, he was probably going to get nominated for anything that he was in anyway this year because of everything that happened. But I think this is a case where just like with like Heath Ledger, he would deserve. Um, a nomination and honestly i haven't seen a lot of stuff this year maybe um that that probably deserves a win maybe other than like um from sound of metal um what's his name riz ahmed um, yeah riz ahmed um so those two are probably probably the leads from what i've seen right now um but at the very least i think with chad mcboseman because of everything that happened and him passing i think he's probably in the lead right now just from that um and, and he would definitely deserve a, a nomination for what he did so 
yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, I liked it a lot. Um, could definitely tell the 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 screenplay, like or the stage, you know, like being a play. You could tell that even just from like, like you said, the locations, how characters enter, like how Ma Rainey enters in to that the centralized part of the story where they're in the recording studio. That's most of the movie is them in this recording studio. And she like even enters in like a, they kind of reference her a couple times, like, where is she? And then she enters in like a kind of a dramatic way. The sets outside, like you can tell, it almost looked like Mank, where it was like, um, you could tell it was like kind of like a, a green screenish type thing in the back where the clouds were moving and everything like that. You could tell it was a set, um, mm-hmm. which I liked. I thought that was cool. So uh, all of it was really well done. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I think it'll have a, have a lot of uh, recognition come February with the Oscars. Um, I'm curious. I know that we saw Chadwick Boseman in uh, The Five Bloods earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Which one do you guys kind of think he stood out more in? Um, that one, obviously, there's more of an ensemble, and this one he's going uh-huh. head-to-head with Viola Davis. He'd probably get a, a supporting actor nomination for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, again, I don't know. Like Supporting actor is even harder than you know lead actor for guessing who's going to win most of the time. So I don't know what else is going to be, you know, who else, what other roles are going to be in, in the supporting actor. But that's where I could probably see him winning that, too, would be like if they mm-hmm. don't want if they think that Riz Ahmed's uh, performance is better or someone else that we haven't seen yet is better. I could see them giving it to supporting because it's not as big of a thing, but it's a way just like Heath Ledger, exactly like Heath Ledger, a way to um, honor him while still giving a great performance. Yeah, I for me, it's. Again, I need to rewatch this, but for me, *The Five Bloods* uh, has a, a slight advantage. I think if I, if I, if it was my decision to nominate him for one or the other, it would be *The Five Bloods* because I think he he he's a, he clearly a supporting role, but he's so vital to that movie. Um, he gives it its whole spirit, and and a lot of the things he talks about in that. Again, just like we're talking about from Ma Rainey, when you know he's passed away shortly after shooting this, it gives everything he says in that movie way more meaning. Um, and so I give the slight edge to Defy Bloods if I have to choose between the two, but he's great in both. I mean, it's again, if, if he doesn't pass away, this is already one of the really good years um, that we've seen lately, even just the shit that for him that's come out. So um, I, I would be surprised if we don't see at least one of those performances nominated. I think you're right. So Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, this is available right now on Netflix. You're probably seeing ads for this. Uh, they're pushing it pretty hard. So go check this one out. 94 minutes. It's a tight watch. Um, clean one. You can watch uh, Chadwick Boseman's last performance. This is getting a recommend uh, from all three of us here on the SoCo Show. So go check that one out when you get a chance. Real quick, I wanted to, to the scene that for, I, I would agree, I like Defy Bloods better than Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but I do think the performance of Chadwick Boseman was better in, in Ma Rainey. But there's a scene, that, that scene in, in Defy Bloods where they're walking through the club with that red lighting. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. will, I will watch that any chance I get. <laughs> I love that scene. It's such yep. a good scene. Yep. Yeah, that movie's. I need to go back and watch that movie again. That's. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if it got enough credit at the time it was released. So I hope it gets. Some, yeah. I hope it gets some awards recognition for sure. A couple other quick things that I, I did want to mention that um, I, I did finish. Uh, I finished Big Mouth. So um, I will say I love Big Mouth. Um, season, this most recent season was fantastic. Finish it out. There's so many great moments. If you haven't finished it or watched, it yeah, yet. you sent me one um, via Snapchat, and I was very confused. <laughs> oh my god I, yeah, was, I forgot about that I was baffled that's all I will say <laughs> there, I, I mean I was cackling at this, 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 this show it's so fucking funny and random and hilarious um, and I uh, so I, I 
finish Big Mouth if you haven't seen it. That's just more recent, so I wanted to bring that up. Uh, it's only been out for a couple of weeks, but um, I know we talked about it a few times. Watch Big Mouth, finish it out. It's so worth it, so funny, and it keeps getting funnier. Yep, yep, no doubt. All right, so yeah, if you haven't caught up on Big Mouth, big recommend. Um, and then also let them talk in Ma Rainey. Check those out this week. Um, so we looking forward to next week, and this is one of the things that we, we're wanting to kind of uh, test out a little bit. Um, we're, we want to let you know some of the stuff we'll be talking about next week in case you want to watch, and then you can be kind of a part of our review next week. So we're going to kind of shift our timing a little bit. So um, one of the movies that's coming out, actually, I'll shift, but let me pop, before I talk about that movie, a movie that has already come out is the lack, the last blockbuster. Jared talked about it on last week's show. Um, Seth has watched it. I'm going to watch it. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about that next week. Um, so check out mm-hmm. the last blockbuster if you want to keep, keep up. And then the big, big, big release this week, um, a couple of them, Wonder Woman 1984 is releasing on Christmas Day and Soul is releasing on Christmas Day. And we don't know anything about Wonder Woman yet, but Jared, you've seen Soul. So in two seconds, what do you think of Soul <laughs> to set us up for talking about it next week? Watch it. <laughs> there you go so you're gonna to want to check out soul uh wonder woman and soul both released uh on on hbo and disney plus respectively um on christmas day so watch those we're gonna be talking and, about them next week um so if you want to keep up make sure you check those out too and that'll be a fun discussion too because i know cody you're you have the only option you have to watch it is on hbo uh jared mm-hmm. i think you're choosing to watch it on hbo from the sound um of it. yeah i'm gonna to have to steal someone's username and password after this because i will be <laughs> On location um, at my parents' place. <laughs> there you go. I might do a review. I, it was funny. They were asking if I'm going to do a review back home. So um, if I watch it with them, uh, you might get a you know a cameo from my mother or oh, a that'd Papa be awesome. mustache. <laughs> shit. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go to the theater and see it on the big screen and the big sound and all that stuff uh, uh, day after Christmas. So, yeah, that'll be fun to discuss and see how our, our experiences differ. Um, I know it's a two and a half hour movie, so you guys get Whoa. to pause and pee and all that stuff. I did and not know it was that long. It's a long one, from at least from what I'm seeing on the app. I don't know. You know, sometimes those can vary a little bit, but um, from the theater app. But yeah, about two and a half hours. So I'm going to have to hold in my pee. Mm-hmm. Man, that's going to be wild. I'm, I might make myself a big bowl of popcorn and, and like hide my phone and, and not get up to pee just to create the movie experience. <laughs> Black out all the, the windows and yeah. Oh man. that I'll spill oh, a bunch of pop on the floor. So it's sticky. Oh yeah. Gonna be great. <laughs> and then have uh, Gina handy. come in every now and then and light up her phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put a I hole in the popcorn bucket. Oh, man. Uh, well, yeah, again, if you want to keep up with the show, uh, Soul and Wonder Woman coming up next week, as well as the blo- the last blockbuster. So check that one out. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about next week when we ask the question, what did you watch? What? 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 What did you watch? All right. Well, uh, we are just about done, crazy as it seems, uh, with this week's episode of the show, episode 175. But before we go, you know, we still got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to thing i did not think at all about my one more thing until just this second i don't know why (laughs) one of you guys go let me think of something i can i can Um, go first oh go ahead um so obviously in the interview uh mike uh from mike media kind of talked about you know how 2020 has been uh been good to him um in this roundabout weird way 
These last few weeks have been very weird for myself. Um, obviously, we talked about TikTok on the, the front of the show. Um, but yesterday, I found out I was approved not only to go to this thing, but approved as press to the 2021 Sundance Film Festival. Um, yeah! <laughs> So so, <laughs> boys. Um, so that was weird. Um, I, I I guess. Uh, I mean, the end of twenty twenty is like, hey man, we'll we'll throw you a bone here or there. Um, I guess I I should expect. I I, I guess I, I it it was a a humbling surprise because I didn't think I would get it because you know of the other talent I'm going up against. But then again, looking at my channel and what I've done for the last three and a half four years from the outside in. It makes sense. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm. I mean, mind you, you know, it's virtual because of the COVID and uh, pandemic and everything like that. So I'll at least be able to watch it from the comfort of my home. But I will be able to be covering this whole film festival. Plus, I found out that uh, South by Southwest, which I was supposed to go to last year, I essentially have a free pass to that as well. So, I mean, 2021 so far, I already have two film festivals under the belt that right. I'm uh, going to. So I'm pretty excited about that. And you still, uh, like you mentioned to me the, uh, last night, you still, because the, the South By is virtual, you still get to go to the physical one, like when it actually happens yeah. the year after. Like whenever it actually happens again, yep. you still get to go. So that's just an added bonus. Yeah. So yeah. All, all kinds of dope shit happening with the, the film festivals. Yeah, just weird, Ooh. again, this weird stuff in this last week. And that's why I'm like honestly cautiously optimistic about all of this stuff because I don't know how long it's going to last. Um, I could, you know, die. I don't know. Um but yeah, the the like you said, the the uh, Seth about like the, the the uh, South by Southwest, where it was like, yeah, I get virtual twenty twenty one, but then twenty twenty two, I've already paid for essentially, so yep. I get to go for the next couple of years. Um, I guess if I still am doing movie reviews and whatnot, man, yeah, man, that is awesome. It, this this year has been shit for a lot of a lot of reasons, but the end of it's uh, it's coming out strong and. And uh, it's it's going well for you. Yeah, it, man. So it's honestly it. like when you're sitting on the toilet and you've just been constipated the whole time. It's finally coming through. <laughs> oh you know, no! For me. You 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 found you found <laughs> oh, the you found life's version of the squatty potty. You just you saddled up and let it all out mm-hmm. one one push. I did wow. That's <laughs> oh, that's nasty. There. Wow. Congratulations on the big turd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is, as is everything uh, that that comes your way, well earned, and um, and we're excited to see what you do with it once once it comes along. Very excited to see how Sundance goes and South by. Um, so uh, that's going to mean great shit for your channel. So if you want to catch up, if you want to keep up on Sundance and on South by, you're going to need to follow J Buck Studios uh, over on the YouTube at Jared Buckendall. Go check that out, uh, and then you're going to be on the forefront of all the all the movie knowledge coming out of the film festivals now. So boom, there you have it. I mentioned earlier, I finished Big Mouth. I finished a, I finished and started, uh, finished a show and started a new one. I've, I've had a lot more time to watch TV recently, um, so I've been happy about that. I've been getting back into my old TV habits, but I finally finished Succession. Um, I'm caught up on that. Cannot wait for season three. That show is super dope. Um, probably my second favorite show on TV right now. Um, and you mentioned uh, improving earlier, Cody. Um there, I've noticed the, the show is so good and so well written that you are able to notice the the improvs in it. And there's a couple scenes uh, I mentioned one to you the other night where these actors, uh, especially like the family members uh, in this movie, mm-hmm. they know each, or show they know each other so well, 
uh, and are able to, to play off of each other so well. And they're all just great actors that you can tell when they're having fun and playing in those moments. But then when there's serious moments going on and like real, there's some pretty dark stuff that happens in the show. Um, like those are executed so well on top of like the, the funny comedy moments. Um, fucking uh, Jeremy Strong. He is such a good actor. He's so good. Like we talked about um, for, uh, oh God, what's the, the trial, the, Chicago, the, the trial, what's that one? Trial of the Chicago 7? Trial of the Chicago 7. Yep. Yeah. He was in that, and I didn't know. And I, I had been, yeah. I'd watched an entire season of him on Succession, and I had no clue that was him, <laughs> that hippie guy, uh, who's friends with Sasha Baron Cohen. So he's just able to to change. He does a fucking rap in Succession. Like, he he's the whitest rapper ever, but he does a, <laughs> he does a, he does a rap in Succession. Like, it's crazy what they let them do in this show, and it, it's so good. Um, and then I just started um, a couple episodes in on Queen's Gambit on Netflix, and that show. I know I'm late on the uh, late late here to this one. I, I missed the boat a little, but man, oh man, is is it doesn't live up to the expectations. Just a couple episodes in, um, it is already loaded up to it. I'm already hooked. Uh, it's it's like people have been saying. It's like it's crazy how much you can be like intrigued and hooked and like just like dialed into the chess stuff without it really explaining chess, but just the mm-hmm. way they shoot it and the way they um, build up the tension and all that. Some scenes they'll like, they'll like show like, okay, it's starting to ramp up with the chess and then it'll cut away. And it was like, oh yeah, she clearly won and she dominated them or, or it'll like show the whole thing. So it's like, even just the way they shoot it and like, we'll keep on stuff for longer. Like we'll hold on some scenes for longer and, or sometimes just completely go to the next thing. It's the way they shoot it and show it and, do like little scenes of seeing stuff on the ceiling of chess and like all these different things like just the couple episodes I'm in it's it's really dope so uh, if you haven't watched it um, I, I think most people have at this point but if you haven't um, definitely check out Queen's Gambit um, limited series seven episodes about an hour piece ish so I love it already I'm glad you're digging it I figured you would um, I'll be excited once you finish it out see how see what you thought of it because I dug that show mm-hmm. quite a bit um, my one more thing, I'm going to, once, like a long time ago, I talked about this, but I want to bring back up the YouTube music app. Um, Seth, are you still using this? Is this how you're getting your tunes? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I am loving the new, the YouTube music app. If you've been using it for a while, you've seen this. If not, they've got a new thing where they're doing, um, recommended, like your playlist recommendations, yeah. but they're doing yep. several of them now. And yep. I'm really enjoying it. It used to be that you had my mix and my mix was all the shit that you listen to. But but lately they've got like your mix one, your mix two, your mix three. And for mm-hmm. me, like one of my mixes is like Drake and Childish Gambino and some of the rap stuff that I like. I have another separate playlist for like Hamilton and like songs from <laughs> Glee and like musical theater type stuff. I've got another one that's like classic rock that has like Elton John and David Bowie and shit in it. And I've got another one that's like my Taylor Swift, like my white girl playlist, Taylor Swift (laughs) and like fucking Halsey and stuff. And, and it's, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they are able to pull that off, but they've perfectly segmented my, my recommended playlists into different things because my, my original, this is your playlist thing was unlistened toable because it would go from Hamilton to Drake. And I'm like, that's not the vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm, there's not a vibe. There's not a room I want to be in where I want to listen to both those songs. And 
by splitting it out. I don't know. Maybe other maybe other platforms are doing this. Maybe Spotify or Apple Music are doing it. I don't know. But YouTube Music is doing it now. I am loving that app. And I anyone who's disliking their app, I know Spotify is big. I know Apple Music is big. Um, but if you're on the hunt for an app, I would highly, highly recommend the YouTube Music app. It is fucking dope. Yeah, I just looked. I haven't. Uh, I'll do like the 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 my super mix. Um, but I haven't mm-hmm. actually gone through and looked at a lot of like the my mixes. And so, yeah, I have, like, uh, you know, the comedy music one, like Bo Burnham, Lonely Island. I have <laughs> Train, Alanis Morissette, and Michelle Branch, which is probably my favorite one. Do you um, right? <laughs> I have, uh, I have um, Maroon 5, Jason Mraz, Backstreet Boys, and Good Charlotte. Um, I, I have some really weird, eclectic stuff uh, going on there. But, yeah, that, that, that is a really cool feature that, I, that recently has come up there that I like. I'm loving it. Um, I did mention, I, I did uh, think of something too um, for you. I did see um, that there's a new season of Song Exploder, I think that show on Netflix. Yeah. Um, that recently dropped. And there's a couple couple songs in there that I that I um, was interested in. Um, so I might check those out awesome. down the road. Yeah. There, there's, I watched, uh, I watched two episodes from the current season because I only really watched the episodes of songs I know. Um, mm-hmm. one of them was the killers when you were young, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite all time songs. So that's a great episode to watch if you like that one. And the other one was hurt by nine inch nails. Some people more, uh, more know it from the Johnny cash cover of hurt. Um, mm-hmm. both of those were very awesome episodes. So I would recommend those too. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. I did watch those. Those are awesome. There you go. There you have it. So lots of stuff, lots of stuff to check out. Um, you're going to want to catch JB, on, at Sundance and at South by and on TikTok and all the other stuff. Uh, you're going to want to catch Succession and Queen's Gambit getting recommended by Seth. And you're going to want to use YouTube music and, and check out Song Exploder uh, if you're thinking musically. That's it for one more thing this week. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right. That's going to do it for episode oh, 175. I didn't like that. that didn't feel, that felt gross, didn't it? I don't, I don't yeah, even, yeah, let, I'm going to run it back. I'm running it back. But I'm down to one more uh, that's gonna do it for episode 175 of the SoCo Show. Um, we hope we hope you've enjoyed. We've we've played a little bit with uh, kind of the format of the show. We're gonna keep doing that um, kind of through the end of the year and probably end of January. So let us know. Um, please be be commenting on what you like, what you don't like. Um, hit us up at SoCo Show Pod on Facebook and on Twitter. Let us know what you uh, what you're digging. And, um, yeah, we'll, we're going to keep kind of uh, evolving the show, keep trying to change things up a little bit and um, keeping it fresh. So, um, yeah, all that stuff. Big shouts out to all of our sponsors uh, and all of our anchor wankers. We appreciate y'all uh, supporting the show, keeping it going, keeping it improving all the time. Uh, big shouts out to, to Jared J. Buck Studios for hosting our live show last week um, and for, for being uh, – most of what we talked about today <laughs> between your success <laughs> from the fucking film festivals and from TikTok, you're you're having some success right now and we're excited to be chatting about it with you um on the show here for folks who um are subscribers already on jbuck studios on youtube or TikTok or or who are becoming subscribers what what can they look forward to are you taking any time off for the holiday season here or uh, what's your release schedule looking like coming up here, Jared? Um, well, thanks for literally dedicating like a whole episode to me. Uh, let's just never talk about myself again. Um, I want to just <laughs> be a stranger in the backseat uh, while the parents drive the car. Um, 
You guys can obviously find me on, you know, YouTube. Um, I think I'm working on a couple reaction videos, but again, you know, there's copyright issues with those, so who knows when those will come up or be posted. Wonder Woman 84 for sure coming up soon, and then surprisingly, I got really lucky with a bunch of Netflix content that came into my uh, inbox, so... Fingers crossed, January uh, kicks off with a bunch of new stuff. I don't know, between now and the new year, you know, just kind of hanging out. Um, God, there was something I was going to say. I don't know what it was. Oh, 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 oh. We uh, are recording a movie commentary right after this. So stay yes. tuned, people. Hell yeah. Yes, stay tuned for that. That's going to be a fun one. I don't want to give anything away, but that's going to be a fun one. I'm very excited for this. Uh, Christmas themed. So there you go. Yeah, it's a holiday theme. Holiday themed. So yeah, check out Jared and all the stuff that he's doing. Keep up to date with the SoCo show. New episodes every week. Our next live show is going to be on January 21st. That's a Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time here in the States. Um, So we hope you'll join us there. We're having a blast with those live shows, by the way. Thank you to those who have uh, been a part of them so far. Uh, And we hope that, uh, you know, we can continue to grow that party because we're just having so much fun um, with those live episodes. So make sure you catch us in a few weeks. On that one, we want to wish everybody a happy holiday season uh, for celebrating Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, whatever it is your holiday is. We hope you're enjoying it. We hope you have a a safe and and fun time. Uh, And we'll join you in a week here. We're going to do some recap of uh, 2020, talk a little bit about some of our favorites and in the year that was. So we're looking forward to that. Um, We we talked earlier about some of the stuff that we're going to talk about and what you watch. Uh, Last Blockbuster, Soul, Wonder Woman coming up. So looking forward to uh, having you back seven days from now. But for now, that's going to do it for episode 175 of the show, SoCo Show. For the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.